It's Friday night. And time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, once again, Panther fans, it's Friday night. We're on the road for the first time this year. It seemed like that was last year. It was it was old Willie Nelson's on the road again every week. But uh, Coach Clark and Coach Wietrich are uh, back up with us here in Salina tonight. Uh, coaches, uh, talk to us about last week's uh, win against Bishop Carroll. It was a good win against a very quality 5A opponent. Uh, talk to us about all three phases of the game. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, speak on special teams and offense real quick. Special team-wise, um, I, I thought we improved in some areas and then kind of took a step back in others. Uh, you know, week one, our, our week one, we weren't that good on kickoff return, had some had some critical mistakes against Newton, and then we ended up taking take one back to the house. We also had a fumble. So, I mean, there, there's a, um, a couple issues there, but uh, I, I thought for our kickoff return uh, team, uh, every time they blocked really well, which is really good to see. Um, our kickoff team uh, took a step back. We always had a, a one or two guys out of position, kind of, kind of put us in a bind, and you know they took that one back o- almost to the house. So, uh, wasn't too happy with kickoff. Uh, punt team. Um, I'm not sure if we punted. We may have punted once, and I think punt return team was out there uh, one or two times too. So uh, I di- didn't get to watch too much of that. And then offensively, uh, at times we looked good. At times we looked good because our, our skill guys were, were making kids miss and, and run the ball really well. Uh, I, I think our offensive line kind of had a down game, and they would probably be the first ones to, to tell you that also. Um, we didn't block too well. Uh, Bishop Carroll really had us schemed well. Uh, they kept pinching on our uh, with their ends, and uh, we, we just couldn't figure it out. So uh, um, that, that was a big emphasis this week. Our, our offensive line has had a great week of practice, which is good. Uh, they've responded, and, and the cool thing was – uh, you know, Monday morning when we watched film of, of the prior game against Bishop Carroll, um, our offensive line, you could tell, knew they were it, it was going to be a long film session and, and probably not a fun one. And uh, the, the thing about those kids, you know, you, you have kids that are coachable and you have kids that are uncoachable. Our whole offensive line, you know, you can get on them as much as you want, but they always respond. They, they take criticism, they take coaching, and they take it to heart. And they're, they're, they're a bunch of pleasers. And uh, they just want to do as good as they can and make their coaches happy, make their uh, teammates happy, and uh, uh, they responded this week. They really did a good job. I was really happy with them, how, how they responded. So, uh, um, again, uh, kind of like week one against Newton, we couldn't really establish a passing game. Um, that, that possibly could be my fault. Uh, I, I think to a part it is just because we're not working so much on passing. We're really trying to get in the, the run game established, and every time we do pass, we try for the deep ball. So uh, that, that's going to be kind of an emphasis this, this or it was this week is you know, establishing the passing game so the safeties can't creep up to the line and, and play the options so, so fast. So uh, overall, you know, it was a win. But uh, the, the the reason why we play Bishop Carroll is uh, to figure out what's wrong with our team and what we need to really work on. And Bishop Carroll did a really good job of exploiting us in some areas that, that uh, we need to work on. And uh, that uh, I guarantee we got better this week because of what Bishop Carroll uh, showed us last week. 
Kevin Doyle, good to be with you guys tonight. Uh, excited to be out here and excited to play tonight against for, uh, against Salina South. Um, last week, like continuing what Coach has said about uh, going against Carroll, I think the big thing on defense was going to be we were just inconsistent in a, in a whole lot of aspects. You know, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk. You know, not the whole team. I mean, it was it was our D line. I was proud of a lot of the guys on the D line. I thought Ann and Car Ann and Carpenter did a great job for us. That knows he was. He was good in the pass rush and, and he's great in the run game. He played relentless. He was physical. Um, Hopper. Hopper was the same kind of thing effort-wise. Dorsey uh, as well. Our, our four backers, uh, all those guys had, had glimpses of being really good, really special. All of them had really special plays at some point in the game. Um, so the guys up front, for the most part on defense, I thought I was very happy with. Um, I was very happy with their effort, very happy with their physicality. Um, we, but our back end guys, you know, our safeties and corners, we got to get a lot better in the back end. And Carol did a great job of showing us that. You know, like Coach said, uh, you play a good team, they're gonna they're gonna find ways to expose where you're weak at. And we we figured out real quick uh, where we have to get better on defense, and that's gonna be the safeties and that's gonna be the corners. Um, so all week. Uh, we've been getting into those guys. We've been coaching them pretty hard. Um, they've been responding well. Um, we we got to do something back there to to be more consistent and not not give not be so not be so easily uh, easily outmatched in some positions out there on as far as going against offenses, right? So um, that's been the last two weeks. Newton as well. Newton made plays on us and as far as the passing game. So is Carroll. Um, so the emphasis all week has been improving the back end, getting those guys ready, and and uh, we got some young safeties that's showing some promise. We got uh, Caden Rojas that's stepping up and doing some good things. Um, we got uh, Demarie Baker um, who's getting better week by week. It's just a lot for those young guys to take in and swallow all of a sudden be thrown into a varsity varsity game and say, "Here you go." You know, there's just so many things to learn, and uh, they don't have a whole lot of experience. And experience is a great teacher, and and hopefully these two last two weeks. These last two weeks of practice, seeing game film, seeing live reps, um, those guys will be getting better and better, and I expect to have big things from those guys um, going forward. And our corners, our corners just got to get better. You know, they're, uh, you know, we got we got corners that are experienced, that have been there, that played on state championship teams, have been on on that level, and I had straight up conversation with both of them about, you know, they're 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 not playing to their potential, and and uh, they need to step it up. So we'll see what those guys do. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're definitely expecting a better night from our back end, our safeties and corners. Um, if we get that cleaned up, we're going to be a lot better on defense. You know, I'm going to stay with you, uh, Coach Wietrich. Uh, I was talking to a guy this week, and uh, he asked me a question that I really couldn't answer. And uh, that question was, uh, what's the process that you go through uh, – putting together a defensive game plan. So why don't you give our listeners a little bit of an insight on what you do for your defense? Well, really it starts with uh, my defensive coaching staff. You know, I got a really good staff. Um, this year we added 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 Coach Pontius back, which has been, been phenomenal. Um, so we got – we got some great guys on defense. You know, start with my D line coaches. We got Coach Goebel, we got Coach Davis, linebackers, we got Coach Haynes and myself coaching outsides. Um, but really, I, you know, I'm probably the worst coach on staff. I mean, so, uh, in safeties, we got, we got Coach Tolis, we got Coach Pontius and Hendrick does a great job with the corners. Um, that, that's where it starts, you know, but, uh, as far as going, how we do a game plan, you know, all, all day Saturday, you know, Friday night, we're going to watch the film. 
um, from the game. Um, we're going to get some criticism from probably Coach Clark. Coach Clark's going to give us his input on stuff we need to fix, you know. And then, uh, you know, we kind of talk and figure out what, where our, where we're not doing well at, you know, and we'll, we'll make those corrections. And then it's all about the next opponent on Saturday. We put in all the data. Um, we do a lot of stuff on huddle. We'll, we'll mark up. It's, it's basically, you think of like a giant spreadsheet. We put data in on every play, every snap, and we, we make big giant playlists and we get kind of tendencies and all that stuff based off those playoffs and those plays um and then we game plan from that so um to make it really simple we look at the we look at the opponent we look at the teams they've played we look at, we look at what they're really good at and then our focus is on defenses what are their top plays what are their poisons we call them poisons what are they really good at what are things that might hurt us and that's what we have to defend. That's what we have to take away. So the best things that they're good at, that offense is good at, we focus on taking those away um, and then playing from theirs. And that's kind of how it starts. And then, you know, all of us have responsibilities as far as, you know, who's, who's, who's making the first down, first and ten play cards, who's doing second, second and long, third and long, who's doing goal line, who's doing, who's doing red zone, who's doing third and, you know, all those scenarios we go through and we prep for the best we can to get our kids ready to play on a Friday night. Coach Clark, I think uh, you and I and Doyle were talking, I, I believe it was on Wednesday night, that uh, about your non-varsity guys, uh, your uh, JV, your your freshman, your sophomore, and those guys. Talk to us briefly about uh, how those guys are, are faring so far this season. Well, uh, both teams are 2-0. and they're, they're just like the varsity. Uh, our, our freshman squad has, has had two uh, big gains, blowouts. Uh, we, we've got a lot of kids in. I think we have about 45 freshmen out, and uh, most of those kids are, have gotten to play both games, which is which is huge. Uh, they're doing a good job. You know, our our freshman squad is. Uh, we've got a lot of skill. Um, we don't have too much size. You know, I, I talked to the freshman parents at our parents' meeting about feeding their kids a little bit better. Uh, we, we need some hoggies. We need some offensive linemen, some defensive linemen. Um, the, the kids that we have are, are good, but they're just they're just not as big as what, what we're used to. So uh, freshmen's doing really good. They're a bu- bunch of good kids to work with. And uh, usually your freshman squad is where you got a bunch of little squirrels running around and causing trouble and all that stuff. And we haven't had any of that this year with the, with this squad, which is awesome. So cross my fingers and hope, hope they keep that up being good kids. And our JV, our JV has uh, done the same. Uh, they're they're doing a really good job. Um, we've kind of had two blowouts again against Newton and Bishop Carroll, uh, getting a lot of kids to play. I think we've cleared the benches on on both games also with with JV. So uh, they're doing good. Defense is really stout. It's it's kind of like uh, um, our JV was kind of against Bishop Carroll was kind of like the the varsity game. You know, we were scoring a little bit. Special teams were doing good, and and then uh, um, you know it's it's tough to run on our defense. Our our defense is does such a good job uh, with the run defense then the only light they had was a little bit of the passing game but our dbs actually played really well too in the jv game so uh both games were fun to watch and uh both both teams freshmen and and jv are doing really well coach this is uh our first game away from home this season uh do you prepare any different or 
if so, how is how do you prepare for the first home game to kind of get the kids used to it? You know, nothing uh, nothing really changes much for for going to an away game. We we keep the same pregame routine, the same locker room routine. The you know we still bust the team to home games from the high school, so we're we're used to that. It's it's just that we're gonna have to leave a lot earlier to to head to Salina South. But uh, um, there's really not too much that changes. Um, the only thing that really changes is stuff that we have to deal with on game days which is a lot less when when you go to away games usually on away games you can uh get on the bus and just relax look at the game plan you know put your put your earphones on and uh you know whatever but it's actually away games are a lot more relaxing than home games because when there's home games there's so much stuff going on you know up in the press box uh on the field you got your pregame music you got i mean just so many things that are that you kind of have to navigate through uh that that a lot of people don't think of you know we got to set our chairs out for our wives and our kids and i mean it's just you know who's doing that who's collecting them what truck are we putting them in you know i mean it's just you go to a away game get on the bus and go and play a football game which is sometimes kind of nice but i would never ever pick an away game over a home game i'll tell you what that Bishop Carroll game, I mean, Newton game was pretty special. Bishop Carroll game, I looked up in the stands and got goosebumps. Almost got some tears in my eyes. Uh, looked back up there, um, walking out of halftime, and nobody had left yet. I mean, it's from corner to corner just packed, and what a beautiful stadium. And, you know, the stadium's beautiful. We've all seen the pictures of the stadium when it's, you know, when it was finished with the bleachers there. But when you add all those fans in the stands, it becomes a, just a thing of beauty. I mean, it was it was so fun and uh, just the atmosphere i mean not we we told our kids i told them at halftime i told them on monday uh not too many high school kids get to experience what you get to experience at every home game i mean there there is not a not a school in kansas that that gets to experience what you guys get to experience the atmosphere that we have so it i mean our fans make it so special for us and it just makes us want to do so well for them you know we're we're here to serve the community to make them proud and our kids really buy into that and uh golly it was it was a, a great crowd at bishop carroll Guys, we're in uh, Salina tonight to play Salina South, uh, a really rich football tradition here, too. Uh, talk to us a little bit about all three phases of the games, how we stop uh, the strong Salina South team. Special teams are really solid. They have a good uh, kicker and punter. Um, they've got some good return guys, too, that, that we got to make sure. They, they've got a guy on punt return that will catch any ball anywhere, in traffic, on the bounce, where, wherever. So, I mean, they're, they're, they've got some really good skill guys and kickers. And punters on special teams. Then defensively, uh, they run a defense similar to our defense, which uh, um, makes our life a little easier on offense because, especially this year, we saw our defense for three weeks in a row before we actually had to game plan for the next game. So uh, um, they, they run a 3-4. Um, they have been known to switch it up against us and run a 3-3 or do something different, try to trick us a little bit. But uh, our kids have kind of seen a little bit of everything. You know, we, we, We've seen the 3-4 with our defense. We've seen a wide 4-3. We've seen a 4-4 two and a three four with with bishop carroll that switches fronts all the time um i'm not sure if these guys are going to switch fronts or not but uh they they've got a really good nose that's about 300 pounds that's been like a three or four year starter for them uh they've got some good defensive ends their linebackers are solid number 11 i really like on film uh they've got some safeties that are that have been filling in for their injured uh running back that, that have been going to offense also but uh i i think their running backs uh cox is going to be back so their their safeties are going to be able to go full-time 
just just safety position. And then uh, their their corners, they've got a couple corners that have a lot of experience. And uh, actually, they got a uh, one corner that's that's only a sophomore. But uh, um, they're they're a solid defense, and uh, they do a good job fundamentally tackling and and you know closing in gaps and maintaining their gaps. So uh, um, we're excited to play a three four defense, but uh, um, we we definitely got our hands full on offense. Uh, offensively, Salina South, uh, they got they got some experienced guys. You know, this is probably this is probably the biggest O line we've seen as far as size. I mean, they have some large humans up front. I mean, their their right tackle is six six two ninety five or something like that. That's what they have have them listed at. They average, uh, I think, across the board, we figured out their average weight's about two hundred and seventy five pounds. I mean, so this is a, this is a huge offensive line, um, and a lot of these guys have been starting. Um, for a couple years now, so they have a lot of experience. The running back's been starting since he's a sophomore, the Cox kid, so uh, they have some experienced group. The quarterbacks is a shifty, kind of crafty, kind of you know, kind of an athletic type quarterback, not too dissimilar from the quarterback we just saw from Carroll. Um, he can scramble, he can throw on the run, um, he can make plays with his feet, and he's, he's very effective in the run game as well. Um, so th- this team can present some problems. You know, they can present problems if we don't do things right. And the big thing for us on defense is going to be, you know, taking care of what we can control. You know, control we can control. For us, it's uh, we know what mistakes we made last week against Carroll. We know the mistakes we got we made from Newton. We got to clean those up. We got to get better. Um, the game plan game plan for us this week is uh, just get better at what we do. We, we kept the game plan pretty simple for our guys. We got some young guys that are still learning, uh, especially our safety. So it's uh, it's going to be just go out and who's going to who's going to fly around, play football, and, and do what we ask them to do, and do it consistently. So consistency is going to be something we look for tonight, and hopefully go out there, we compete, and uh, have have a good win tonight. Yeah, coach, as usual. Uh... We want to talk about team health, but before we get there, uh, I got to tell you, I uh, videotaped the Carroll game and I watched it on Saturday morning, and I just thought I'd pass along to you two guys. Uh, uh, the announcers were very complimentary of your team and the way you played, the way you hustled, and uh, I thought it was pretty good. And I know they're homers for Carroll, <laughs> but but you know they they were very complimentary. So I just thought I'd pass that along. Now we get back to the real stuff. Team health, how are we looking? Well, thanks for sharing that, Doyle. Uh, team health uh, right now, um, you know, we've we've had some kids that have gotten sick. You know, Sam again got, got sick, so uh, um, he took a couple days off. And uh, um, we have a couple other guys that, that have, you know, had, had some illness. No, nobody had the virus or anything like that. We've had quite a few kids actually get tested, and they've, they've all been negative. Uh, a couple kids with strep, and they they just been out all week. But uh, um, team health, we we kind of got banged up a little bit in practice. Nothing really really bad. Uh, we're getting Mason Madrigal back. We're getting Christian Crawford back, uh, which is which is huge for our defense. You know, in, in special teams, both those guys are really big special teams guys. So uh, I would say this week we might be a little healthier than than we've been in a long time. Guys, I know you're in a hurry to get down. Uh, good luck tonight. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like we control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. 
You're listening to the new KDKQ LP 105.9 Derby, Mulvane, Hayesville, Oaklawn, Rose Hill, and South Wichita. Positive Lifestyle Radio, Alive 105. Friday Night Football on Alive 105.9 is sponsored in part by our friends at Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, the Derby Recreation Center, Will Height Auto Service, Confederated Builders, MJB Heating and Cooling, Derby Junior Football, Radio Shack of Derby, the Derby Informer, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Derby Public Library, DNB Service Center, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Shelton Collision Repair, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Artistic Builders, Derby Overhead, DNM Mechanical, Johnson and Company Certified Public Accountants, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Fidelity Bank of Derby, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Derby Nutrition. And now here's the Alive 105 play-by-play sports announcers Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, we're in Salina tonight, uh, where the Derby Panthers will take on the Salina South Cougars. Uh, this is our first trip outside of Derby this year, and uh, it, it's usually a pretty good game up here in Salina. Well, Doyle, this is a cool stadium you and I have talked about. In fact, on our drive up here, we were just talking about old history of Salina, and you and I shared some really neat stories about all the years we've been here. and. I think it was three or four years ago they redid this stadium and and gave us a much nicer press box. This is the press box that we used to be separated with curtains, and they were fabric curtains, and they were hanging and torn. They would blow on you, and and we always said it was our soundproof booth, but it was was really crazy. Tonight's game, though, 73 degrees, winds out of the north about 11 miles per hour. I think there's like a 10% chance of rain. We ran through just a slight shower on the way up, and – but uh, other than that, a beautiful night of football. Tons of Derby fans have uh, made this trek uh, north to, to watch tonight's ball game. Duel Sam Sellers, he's in his 12th year here. You and I have known this guy for a long time. He's uh, currently 57 and 65 in his tenure. Last week they played campus and uh, won in that ball game 36-14. In that ball game, Salinas South had 387 total yards. 242 of it on the ground and 145 in the air. Well, we expect that's what they're going to do tonight. They're they're really a, a spread-type offense, but they're going to want to establish the run. Yeah, this is going to be, I think, a good test for our back seven uh, in terms of pass coverage as well as our front three in terms of putting the pressure on the quarterback so he doesn't have a lot of time to stand back and wait and find an open receiver. Well, Weston Freeze, 6'1", 171 pounds. He's the starting quarterback. Last week he was 12 for 23 with a touchdown, rushed the ball nine times for 56 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, Coach Clark talked in pregame a little bit about uh, their offensive line, and he said these guys are pretty big and physical across the board. He said they went about 275, and you and I kind of were doubting that. And we looked down there, and, yeah, they've got some horses uh, Shea Lefford at 6'3", 291. Uh, Jose Flequeres, 6'1", 210. Uh, George Franco, 6'1", 328. And I think that's the guy you and I look down at him. And then Joe, uh, Jesse Borath at 6'6", 292. You and I look down at our eye caught those two beasts immediately. So pretty good size offensive line may give our defensive line some fits. It, it, it will be some some. Some kind of an adjustment for our guys up front, but uh, uh, they'll make that adjustment. Uh, Salina will – they'll bring it on the offensive side of the ball. Well, we thank the running backs. Uh, Seth Klammer was the guy last week. He is a 5'10", 165-pounder. He had 
90, 76 yards rushing and a touchdown last week. Uh, we think that we're going to see Brand Cox back in, 6'2", 203-pounder. I think he was out last week, but should be back this week. Uh, Receiver-wise, they've got some guys, and that's what Coach Clark said again. Uh, not typical for high school. 6'5 guy, uh, a couple of uh, six-foot guys. Usually you see in high school, you know, these guys are 5'9", 5'10", so pretty good size uh, receiving core. Yeah, it, and they're they're pretty good. They've all got good hands, and their quarterback Freeze is is able to get them the ball. So again, it, it's going to be a test for our front seven and and our our cover guys to be probably to be able to cover uh, for maybe longer than they want to. Now, defensively, these guys are six starters returning, four three defense, similar to Derby's. But uh, Coach Clark said, you know, it, it's a tough defense to to really. You practice against them because it's similar to Derby, but he goes, Sam Sellers will mix things up a lot, throw a lot of things at you, knowing that you have I have a lot of tendencies that are the same. Well, Sam's been here for a while. Like you said earlier, it's his 12th year. It sure, it sure doesn't seem like it, but uh, it probably is. And uh, he's been a quality coach for those 12 years. Uh, coach Clark mentioned in pregame that the linebackers may be the best linebacking for we've seen this season he said very physical good tacklers super aggressive and he said we're going to have to pick up that second level if we're going to have success running the football it's going to be interesting to see how that goes how our our, our offense goes against their defense uh, last week the panthers beat bishop carroll 44 36 anyone that listened to the ball game knows that it was uh, it was looked like it was going to be a blowout in the first half Second half, Bishop Carroll came out, 19 unanswered points to make it a, a really great ball game. Well, in that ball game, uh, the Panthers had 304 total yards, 281 on the ground, 23 in the air. I know Coach Clark also addressed that, that he does want to establish a little better passing game this yeah, year. Yeah, and, and, and we didn't have the ball very long. I, I don't know that we had a time of possession stat for the second half, but I'll bet we didn't have the ball seven or eight minutes in the second half. And uh, when you alluded to Bishop Carroll uh, really scoring a lot, uh, that's exactly the way it went. And But the Panthers, uh, they rose to the occasion, if you will, and they got a couple stops when they needed them. Well, Dylan Edwards had another big big night last week, 15 touches for 185 yards and a touchdown. Mercer Thatcher, 14 touches for 62 and two TDs. So, you know, again, the running game was what clicked for the Panthers last week. You can tell the passing game was off. Mercer Thatcher just three for four for 10 yards. Brock Zerger, two for five uh, for 13. So, you know, when you when you only throw the ball uh, five times in a ball game, you know, that's great. It means your running game may be working, but you know you can't live on, on the run all the time. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. They're, the Panthers will have to establish some kind of a passing game. And, and like you said earlier, Coach Clark alluded to that uh, when we talked to him earlier. And, uh, you know, it's just something that we, you and I kind of expect. We, we kind of expect to see him put the ball up in the air more than they have the last two games. Well, and it was week two for the Panthers, really, where it was week three for Carroll. We always say you make the biggest gains in week two after week one. Well, we played a really quality opponent last week. So, you know, you exposed a few things. I know Coach Clark, when we were practicing earlier in the week, he's done a lot of tweaking this week as well as Coach Wietrich. No no doubt about it. We're about uh, just over three minutes away from the start of tonight's ball game. Uh, let's give us give you guys our starting lineups. They'll be a little, little bit different this year, this week, than in past the past two weeks. Starting with the offense, at one tackle, Senior Alex Key, 6'4", 285. The other tackle is junior Tyler Scroop, 5'11", 
215. The guards, junior Chris Thompson, 6'1", 270, and Jonas Vickers, 6'3", 285, and a senior. Center is senior Dylan Kahn at 6'3", 290. Your tight end is senior Drake Thatcher, 6'4", 190. Wide receivers, junior Caleb Brown, 6'200", and junior Trayvon Rose, 5'9", 170. Also, junior Nathaniel Keener, 5'9", 160. Your quarterback is senior Mercer Thatcher at 6'4", 195. And your running back starting is junior Dylan Edwards, 5'8", 155. But I'm sure sophomore Derek Hubbard at 5'7", 165 will see a lot of action. Your offensive specialist, uh, your extra point and field goal kicker, Scott Simmons and Grady Jessup. The holder is Mercer Thatcher, and the long snapper is Conley Hamlin. On the defensive side of the ball, where we'll where we will see most of the changes on the defensive line, sophomore Mason Harper, 5'10", 190. Senior Andon Carpenter, 6'1", 260, and senior Quentin Dorsey, 6'1", 260. Outside linebackers, junior Roman Bowden, 6'1", 185, and junior Cade Shelton, 5'11", 190. Inside backers, senior Cole Minton, 5'10", 190, and junior Miles Wash, 5'9", 185. Your cornerbacks, junior Elijah Vihill, 5'7", 145, and senior Jaden Metzger, 5'10", 155. Safeties are sophomore Caden Rojas, 5'11", 160, and sophomore Demare Baker, 5'11", 180. There will be some guys that were starting the first couple weeks. Uh, They're not starting tonight uh, because of injuries as Murph. And Clemens, they'll probably see a lot of action on the defensive side, just not starting tonight's ball game. Those are your starters. Well, Dole, we have they them. just had the, the opening coin toss, and if I if I understood the official correctly, uh, Salinas South won the toss and elected to receive. So a little uh, untypical of what we see in high school football at any really at any level. But uh, Salinas South will be beginning the ball game with the ball in their hands, defending the South end zone. Yeah, they'll be they'll be playing into the wind. There's a slight breeze. I I don't know. You alluded to the to the direction and the the speed earlier on, and uh, it's not too bad. It's a little over 10 miles an hour, and uh, that won't be too bad to go into when you live in Kansas. A 10-mile-an-hour wind's almost like no wind. <laughs> yeah, that's no kidding. Again, Panthers uh, really come out in full force tonight. Uh, you know, it's always good to see uh, when, you're, when your fans are willing to travel an hour and a half to a ball game to see them show up. Uh, Panthers are in black pants, white jerseys with uh, green numbers and the white helmets. You and I both, when we walked in the stadium, I know that's a color combination we both like. Yeah, they, they look pretty good, but, you know, uniforms don't uh, make you play. They, they make you look good, but Panthers are going to be looking good tonight, and hopefully they'll be playing good. And, and, you know, we hope everybody comes out of this thing clean, no injuries on either team, and uh, it's a good ball game. I got to say, you know, I, I mentioned to some people, you know, the fans here in Salina are always so, I mean, it's just a pleasure to come here. We were driving down. It's like they treat their great hosts. Uh, they fed us a hamburger and a hot dog and uh, very complimentary of the, of the Derby program. They said, you know, we just uh, hope it's a good ball game tonight. And you and I both shared with them, hey, you got to play the game on the field for, for the entire uh, four quarters. Absolutely. It looks like Salina is 
as you said, they're defending the south goal. And it looks like Carter Copes is deep. And it looks like also Ian Andalon. Andalon is on the near side. Copes on the far side. Simmons will be kicking off. We are ready to go. Both teams are on the field. They're standing, deep men are standing at about the five-yard line. Simmons approaches high end over end with the win. It's going to be taken at about the eight-yard line by Andalon. He gets out to about the 20, just short of the 20. Panthers covered that pretty well. Yeah, Panthers did a great job of covering it. I think they're going to spot him about the 18. And, you know, Coach Clark again talked about his special teams and how last week he saw some improvement, but the one thing he wanted to improve on was his kicking game as far as uh, getting downfield and making stops. We, You and I talked a lot. Bishop Carroll had some pretty good field position last week uh, after kickoffs. Yeah, they ran one back from the 5 to the 10, I think, or about 90 yards. Maybe it was down from the 5 to the 5. And uh, so, yeah, they had some good kick runs against us. Freeze is the quarterback. And he hands off to the tailback, and it's Andalon. He gets hit and dropped for a yard, maybe a yard and a half loss. Well, there was the minute Freeze handed off the football, there was Panthers in the backfield. And uh, you you thought, oh, no, he's going to spin out of this thing and pick a hole. But there was another white helmet to pick him up. So big loss uh, by Salinas South. Freeze and Andalon are in the backfield. Second down and about 12. They give a quick pass out in the flat. It's just a little bit low. And the receiver was L's could not handle it. Well, you know what you notice? That's what's what teams have had success against the Panthers is those quick hitters at screen. We'll see how it pans out, but Freeze didn't show the kind of arm strength that we saw in week one and week two. Freeze is a big kid with good size. Back to pass, rolling to the far side, now sets his feet. Nice play out there by the Panther defensive back. Knocked the ball away. Just couldn't have covered it any better, Kevin. Damari Baker on the stop, and you're right. He, yeah, In fact, I thought he was going to pick it, but he played that as well as you can play once, stepped up and knocked the ball to the ground. So Salinas South uh, went nowhere, went backwards on that first series, so Panthers should end up with good field position. Our deep guys are standing at about oh, probably their own 45-yard line. Edwards is to the far side. And it's going to come to the, it's going to hit the wind and just kind of stop. But it takes a bounce, a good bounce out to about the 45. It hit down at about the, oh, I don't know, 37. And the wind just, I mean, it didn't seem like that much wind, but the ball just, it looked like a, a nine iron shot, just go way high. And then all of a sudden the wind stops it. So, well, you, you know, I'm surprised that it took a, a slide of south bounce because the ball, as you said, it was just dead in the air. And looking at the spin, you thought it may take a backspin, but uh, takes a good bounce for Salinas South. Nonetheless, Panthers are going to have the ball on Salinas South's 45. Thatcher and Edwards are in the backfield for the Panthers. No score. 11-10 to go in the first quarter. Panthers have it on Salinas' 45-yard line after the three and out and the punt. Thatcher on a pitch to Edwards, gets to the outside, makes guy miss, touchdown, Panthers. Wow, and you knew that was going to happen, Doyle. I almost predicted that we are going to open the ball game with an option play. 
They read Thatcher hard the minute he made the pitch. All Dylan Edwards had to do is make one guy miss. He made that guy miss, and then it's a track meet. You knew who was going to win that. Yeah, there, there wasn't anybody that was going to catch him. So that, that was a nice play by the Panthers. One play, 45 yards. They lead 6-0. Extra point by Simmons. Looks good. I'm going to wait on the officials, and it is good. So nine seconds after we got the ball, Panthers lead 7-0. There's 11:01 to go in the first quarter. Well, we got a minute. Tonight's broadcast of Dirty Panther Football on Live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, D&B Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, D&M Mechanical, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Well, I just got noticed one of our, our Panther listeners that uh, is traveling back listening to the ball game tonight. I know Brecken is uh, listening to us, and uh, he's a big Panther supporter, and every time I see him, he talks about Panther football, so Glad to have you on uh, as a listener tonight, Brecken. And I'm telling you, I'm with that. We like to hear that kind of stuff. And at Simmons is kicking a high end over end. It's going to come down again at about the, oh, about the seven this time. And again, it's Andalon. He gets out past the 15 to about the 17 and that's about as far as he goes so Salina's going to have it for the second time with 10:54 left on their own 17 yard line so not good field position for <laughs> for South in, in their first two possessions well, and, and Coach Clark said I want my kicking team to be more aggressive yeah, it's two big stops the Panthers had Doyle we talked about it on the way up here Salina South can ill afford to get down early in this ball game Right now, they trail 7-0 and uh, haven't seen the 20-yard line so far. I see Jameer Clemens is in the ballgame now. He didn't start, uh, but he is now in the ballgame for the Panthers. Straight ahead to the tailback, he's going to pick up a couple yards. It was Andalon. Going to get out close to the 19-yard line. Well, this is, uh, again, a Panther defensive unit that's going to do nothing but get better as they go along, uh, you know, a lot of young guys, linebackers are all new guys, but boy, have they stepped up since week one. Panthers in a 3-4 defense. They're standard. Back to pass goes freeze. Oh, nearly picked oh. off. It, I, I think it surprised our, our defensive back. He looked around the ball. He just I mean, I, I don't think he was expecting well, it. And, it. and it went straight up after it hit his shoulder pads. It went straight up in the air. There was three other Panthers there. So I was getting ready to say, you said nearly picked off. And I was like, okay, we're going to see the tip drill here. But uh, unfortunately, it fell to the ground. But uh, again, uh, not, a, not a great pass at time by Freeze. Damare Baker was the Panther on the coverage. It's going to be third down and about eight. Again, back to pass goes Freeze. He's being chased out of the pocket. 
and nearly caught and dropped. It would have been a would have been a highlight film catch had the young man been able to hang on. Well, again, Panthers had guys all over him. And pass wasn't thrown real well, and you're exactly right. Had he caught that, it would have been a highlight uh, catch. It it hit the turf and bounced right back up to him, and the official was standing right there and motioned uh, incomplete. I know he was out. He was parallel to the field, and uh, he made a, a great effort on the ball and just wasn't able to bring it in. Punt is up. It's going to come down at about the 40. Takes a, takes a Panther bounce. It's down at about the 39-yard line, so maybe that wind is a little bit heavier than we thought. The flag's lying to us. It's not... It's not doing a whole well, lot. I think but. it's gusting because uh, you look at it now and look, and it, it's blowing. It's but it's you're right. It lays limp for a while, so we're getting some gusts in the air. And uh, again, you're sliding south. You can't give Derby this kind of field positioning. Going to be first and ten from the 39 yard line. Panthers lead 7-0 with 10 minutes, just over 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. Edwards and Thatcher in the backfield. Thatcher on a keeper, cuts it upfield, big hole 30, 25-20, still on his feet, inside the 10, knocked down hard at about the 5, the ball comes out, bounds at about the 7. It should still be Panther ball. Yeah, we're going to have a penalty flag, too. There's a flag laying at about the 16. you got to figure that's in that vicinity. We're going to get called for it. But, you know, again, an option play, they, you, you got to give uh, Mercer a lot of credit. He faked the pitch to Edwards. They all bid on him. He cut up inside. Picks up huge yardage, but unfortunately, some of it's going to come back. Yeah, it looks like they've got the flag down at about the 16-yard line, so I think they'll mark it from there. It'll still probably be a first down or close to one. We're going to see. They're marking it off right now. Panthers lead this one 7-0, 9.53 left. Looks like it should still be a first down for the Panthers. Yeah, they're getting ready to move the box, eh? Panthers are up, ready to go. Now the officials are letting them play. First and 10 from the 26-yard line. And again, Thatcher on a keeper, big gaping hole. He's going to get in the end zone. <laughs> he faked the ball to Edwards and just came off tackle to the opposite side. I, I'll tell you, there wasn't anywhere. Gaping hole is a correct statement because I, Doyle, I know you can't get around well, but you would have got through that and scored. I, I'm telling you, the hole was humongous that he just ran through. I got to believe you on that one. That was, I mean, it was, it was like Edwards went to the yeah. left and the whole Salina team went to the left. And uh, Thatcher had nothing but open field on his right. Extra point attempt is up and it's good. It's down. And I don't, I don't want to jinx him, but I don't think Simmons has missed an extra point yet this year. Uh, we had one that wasn't good, but it was a, a bad snap, and uh, they picked it up and tried to run it. But as far as his kicking, he's whatever for whatever. I, I don't right. know what that stat is. And, again, he's a soccer player, too, and I know he, he played in the soccer game this week, so he's out here kicking footballs on Friday night. And I go back to last year, I think one of the times they were in the in the playoffs late in the season, he came into the stadium, it was the second quarter or what have you, and he'd already played a soccer game. So tremendous athlete is Simmons. and. Uh, Doyle, you know, I said they couldn't afford to fall down early. We got 9.46 remaining here in the first quarter and sign a south down by 14. Well, you know, I, I would I would suspect, you know, this is just I'm not a coach. And I don't, you know, I don't claim to be, but I would suspect 
Coach Clark would open up the passing game with, with two scores early in this quarter if he wants to establish a passing game. I, I agree with you because you're not going to start throwing the ball. You know, if you get up by a lot, you're not going to throw the ball just out of respect. And I thought that on that last series. I thought we'll see where Coach Clark goes with it. But uh, I think you'll see some of that. 14-0, early, still early in the uh, first quarter. And Salina South hasn't uh, even crossed the 20-yard line. Two series. It's going to be Simmons again kicking off. Again, Andalon is deep. And they've been kicking to him. And this one's going to go into the end zone. So Salina will get the ball on the 20. Well, the best field position of the night. <clears throat> I think, uh, I think Salina, yeah, Salina's, you know, they got to keep their heads up. It's early in the ball game. And, uh, I'm, I'm thinking they probably knew this was going to be a pretty steep hill to climb. So, but they got to keep their heads up and uh, keep punching. Oh, this is a, a pretty storied program too. Uh, you know, I, it seems like I believe it was 2014. Salina South had a great win against the Panthers and a tightly contested batter, but but a good good rivalry here. Freeze hands it off, tailback. He gets back to the line of scrimmage and picks up maybe a yard. Or he's swarmed by Minton and Baker. Well, doing what you're seeing, I, I think the battle of the trenches, they do have some forces on that Salina South offensive line, but I don't think they move as quickly as our defensive linemen and linebackers are filling holes. Carpenter's coming off the field. Coming in his spot. Sean Davis. LaShawn Davis. Six foot three, two hundred and twenty-two pound junior. Again, they give it to the tailback, and he gets hit hard by Miles Wash, and he's going to lose about a yard. <laughs> right now, the Panther defense is 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 playing very well, and again, we're just winning the battle of the trenches. Going to be third and long, third and nine. See the flag, it's kind of limp right now. Panthers lead 14-0, 8.45 left in the first quarter. Panthers showing blitz. Then they back off into coverage. Freeze is going to get hit and dropped. It looked like Mason Hopper on the sack. Well, Doyle, you could see the pressure coming after him. He's lucky to hang on to the football. As he went down, it was coming out, but he fell on it. This is three consecutive series that, Salina South is going to punt from deep in their own territory and give the – I mean, our, our Panthers kick returners are standing on the 40-yard line. That's a good play by Mason Hopper. He's going to have to work on his sideline celebration stuff a little bit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Panthers lead 14-0, eight minutes left, first quarter. This is the high spiral. It's going to come down at a – oh, it's dropped, picked up. We got lucky on that. We're going to have a penalty marker, but our kick returner's at the 25, 10, 5. I think he snuck into the end zone for a touchdown, but we do have a penalty marker. Well, I'm going to they're going to say he stepped out on about the half-yard line, but I don't think it matters. There's flags all over the field. You know in, in that situation it's going to be a block in the back or a hole. That, that's what I'm guessing. The returner for the Panthers was uh, Trayvon Rose, and he made short work of the distance between where he caught it at about the 40 and the goal line. Well, he, as you said, he, 
it was a high punt. He dropped it. His hands from there. I think I raised my hands touchdown because I figured that he was going to wiggle his way through. But uh, this will be uh, a big play for Salina South. Yeah, block in the back against the Panthers. And, and again, that, that was one of those things where Salina was on the near side of the field and our guy, Rose, he cut back to the far side of the field. And, you know, finally somebody, I guess, knocked him out at about, well, about the less than a. So, again, I think this is an interesting situation for Coach Clark. You know you can run the football. I mean, it's been obvious, but do you start trying to work on that passing game that you will need later in the season? Penalty moved it back out to the 47-yard line of Salina. Again, Panthers lead 14-0. This is their third possession of the first quarter. and It'll be interesting to see what the offense does on this possession. Again, knowing what we know about what Coach would like to work on, it'll be interesting to see if he maybe goes to the air a little bit. First and ten, Panthers. They give it to Dylan Edwards. Gets hit and dropped after about a five-yard gain inside the 45 to about the 43. Well, you know, right now, and man, that's what Coach Clark talked about. Their linebackers really work downhill. The safeties are going to fly to the ball. They don't tack tackle Dylan there, there was no one going to stop him. No one was left in the secondary. Second and five for the Panthers. They lead 14-0. And little pass out in the flat, wide open to Drake Thatcher. 30-25. Still on his feet. Finally gets run out of bounds at about the 18-yard line. Yeah, what you got to like about old Drake on that play, he's a big old tight end and you know, five yards back, he just trucked a guy. I mean, he just lowered his shoulder and picked up the extra five. Panthers lead 14-0, first and 10. They give it to Dylan Edwards, makes two or three guys miss, gets inside the 10, down to about the five. <laughs> That's just, and Dylan Edwards is pumped up right now, but he just, I mean, Dylan Edwards is the essence of the word wiggle. I mean, this kid can, he just moves so well. And the, the offensive line pushes their way through the Salina defense, and Mercer Thatcher goes in behind them and scores. Well, what's that say of the surge your <laughs> offensive line is going to get? He went under center, four yards. It wasn't goal line. It wasn't, you know, on the one. I mean, he went four yards, and they just pushed their way through, and he, he just rode on their coattails. Yeah, and that's exactly what he did, and that was definitely – all about our guys up front, Key, Thompson, Kahn, Vickers, Stroop. Those guys just took charge on that one. Now, and the extra point is good, so the Panthers now lead 21-0 with 647 What, what left. would you call that extra point? <clears throat> hmm? What would you call that extra point? I call it an extra point. Or the all-important extra point. Oh, yeah, I forgot. The all-important <laughs> extra point, I, I, you know, I, I must be getting old. I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to forget stuff. <laughs> Well, Doyle, I mean, we're 647 here in the first quarter. Panthers have a 21 to nothing lead. I mean, it, and if you're sliding us south, this is a program we talked about what happened. I mean, really, because this was a perennial powerhouse for years and years. They've just fallen on some hard times the last three or four years. You, you got to start at some point trying to play with, with, with the upper echelon of the, of the ABCTL Division One. Yeah, they're, uh, 
definitely they definitely have a good coach in Sam Sellers, and you know it's just. Well, we we came up here and we, we had wonder. Coach Stonebreaker, who we say Coach Stonebreaker because he coached here forever, but he's now the AD, and we 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 like seeing him. And you know, we didn't have a chance to say, hey, what's going on here tonight? But uh, I, I, we we were told we'll be here again next year as the season uh, rotates the, the schedule. And it's going to come down to Andalon at the five. He's not going to get back to the fifteen. You know, the the Panther uh, special teams and. Uh, Maybe maybe you improve more from game two to three because their, their special teams has really have really showed up tonight. Well, and, and you're right; they're getting downfield very quickly. I'm sure you saw what I just saw. Andalon when he was getting ready to be hit. I mean, he was looking to be hit from the time he caught the ball, and that's not how you do it. You got to you got to square your shoulder pads and and face your opponent. And unfortunately, now Salina South is going to start this drive inside their uh, own fifteen. Samuel Same is in the ball game now. He's 6'5", 210. He's a junior. Defensive lineman. Back to pass goes Freeze, being chased. Ball was just over the head of the intended receiver. Caden Burke, but excuse me, Caden Budke. Well, Damari Baker had coverage again and Doyle, the difference that I'm seeing this week to, to last is the pressure we had on Freeze. I mean, he had to get rid of it quickly. Baker's there to knock the ball down. So right now the Panther defense is playing uh, really tough. Second and 10. And they give it straight ahead. He gets out, probably picks up two, maybe three yards on second down. It's going to be third and long for Salina. You like to see Baker in there on the tackle again. I mean, that's the one thing Coach Clark talked about. He wasn't super happy with his secondary play last week. And so far, uh, Baker's having a pretty good ball game at safety. And Panthers lead again, 21-0 with six minutes left in the first quarter. It's going to be third and about, it looks like third and about seven for Salina. Back to pass goes Freeze. And his receiver slipped down, so it was over his head. But the Panthers did have good coverage out there. It looked it looked like it was Caden uh, Rojas for the Panthers on the coverage. Well, again, Freeze had Panthers in his in his vision. I mean, the minute he threw the football, he was getting popped. So you know, you keep doing that play after play, and Freeze is going to expect them. So once again, they're going to punt from deep in their own territory. 21-0 Panthers, and they're going to have good field position. Coming down at the 43 and hit immediately and dropped was the Panther receiver, Trayvon Rose. Yeah, good catch by Rose that time. And uh, you can't keep, you know, on stay on this end of the field. If you're, if you're sliding south, you've got to get the ball past the 50. Luke Simpson made a good play on Rose. He hit him as soon as he caught the football. The Panthers are going to have it on the 42 of Salina. And it's 21-0 with 5.44 to go here in the – we're just in the first quarter. Dylan Edwards, Mercer Thatcher are in the backfield. Thatcher on a keeper, cuts up, finds a nice big lane on his feet inside the 20-10. Going to be a touchdown, Panthers. 
flag down on the field, unfortunately, back at about the oh, 32, 33-yard line. But, yeah, again, option play. They bid on Edwards. Mercer made a couple nice moves and just outran the Salina South defense, but unfortunately it's going to come back. I mean, that, that, that was a big alley he had to run in again. I mean, they're, they're, they're biting so hard on Dylan Edwards that well, I mean, the whole team's going that way. Well, we say this every week. When you play an option, it's hat on a hat. you got to have someone there, and they don't have a hat on a hat, so it, it's going to leave. Mercer can just have a heyday with them if, they, if they're going to keep playing that defense. Holding was the call. It was a 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul, so it's back to the 40-43. It's going to be first down and 11 for the Panthers. Slice South has shown no ability to stop the derbying rushing attack. 21-0, Panthers. And here goes Thatcher again. Nice big alley, 30-25-20. He finally gets knocked out of bounds at about the 15-yard line. Thankfully, no flags on the play. Again, Mercer's a big kid. I mean, you know, you're just leaving alleys for him because you're so worried about Dylan. I don't blame you. You got to be worried about Dylan, but you also got to worry about number 15. Going to be first and 10 from the, looks like, 16-yard line. Panthers already leading. They're threatening. Quick pass out in the flat. Caught. Keener, he gets down close to the first down. There's a late flag coming in. And I don't like where that came in from because I got to assume it's going to go against the guys with white helmets. There's Nathaniel Keener on the catch. He picked up nine, but we'll see. And it is against the Panthers. Now they're holding. And it came in very late. Very late by the back judge. So I don't know where the hold took place, but uh, it says right at the line of scrimmage. Now that's the only thing that's uh, – Really slowed the Panthers down tonight's uh, uh, penalty here and there. Going to be first and first and twenty from the twenty-five. Panthers lead twenty-one-zero. Clock moving. About five minutes left in the first quarter. Back to pass over the top, just out of the reach of Drake Thatcher. Well, well thrown football, and you know Thatcher to Thatcher is 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 the play call and. And it was just out of his reach. So, again, uh, Panthers uh, nearly strike with a touchdown pass there from uh, Mercer Thatcher to Drake Thatcher. But uh, just falls short. Well, I, I know right now we're seeing the Panthers uh, start to warm up the passing game a little bit. Uh, that, I think, was Coach Clark's plan all along. Panthers are in a, in a spread offense again. Second and about 20. Again, Thatcher on a keeper. He's going to get down inside the 10 to about the 8. So once again, Thatcher spreads him out and finds a clear opening on the left side of the field and picks up about uh, 9 yards on the play. Going to be third, looks like third and one, maybe two for the Panthers. 21-0. Dillon. Gets to the outside, then cuts inside and goes in for the touchdown. Now, once again, I mean, Dylan Edwards makes things look easy as he just goes off right tackle, makes one guy miss, and then goes in untouched into the end zone. So, once again, Dylan's having a one of his typical rushing nights. Panthers jump up 27 to nothing here in the first quarter. 
Simmons on for the extra point. 442 left in the first quarter. It looks good. And it is. Panthers now lead 28-0, and we're still in the first quarter. Yeah, you know, this is shaping up to what looks like it could be a very long night for Salina South. And you just, uh, as we said on the way up, I mean, I keep repeating myself, but you can't sit here and give Derby this many opportunities and, and this kind of field position and, and expect a, a good outcome. And uh, Panthers have taken advantage of every opportunity so far. Well, Derby has had the ball inside the 45-yard line of Salina four times now, and they've scored each time. I don't think – I think – I really don't think they've gotten the ball. Every every time they've started inside the 20 and, and punted. So you, you got to somewhere cross midfield. Yeah, exactly. Back deep is Andalon and Copes for Salida. Panthers have not broke their special teams huddle. Now they break it. Kicking off from the near side hash. Of course, Simmons is left-footed. He's been a been a real asset to this Panther special teams. Uh, keep in mind, we got a kid behind him that's a soccer player that's got a pretty good leg. And it comes down this time to Copes. He gets out to the 15. Now he's given ground. Now he's racing to the near sideline. 20. Going to be thrown out of bounds at about the 25-yard line. Now, Panthers are probably maybe a little fortunate we didn't get penalized for the for the hit out of bounds. But, you know, Slice South's going to have their best field positioning of the night, and the ball's going to be less resting right at the 25. Um, I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, it is right at the 25, and I'm thinking that the crowd, they, they kind of wanted a little bit of a roughing personal foul because our guy did kind of, he kind of got after him out of bounds. So it's first and 10 from the 25. Trips to the far side for Salina. Back to pass goes Freeze. Had a man open. He just overthrew him. Yeah, it was the ball was behind his back. And uh, he had a lot of white helmets in the vicinity. He threw into what looked like uh, nearly triple coverage. So you got to be careful if you're throwing those kind of footballs. But Freeze has been nervous tonight. We've had a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a nervous feet syndrome. Panthers lead 28-0 with 4.28 left in just the first quarter. Excuse me. They give it on a handoff straight ahead. And he's going to get pushed. Offensive lines pushed him for about a two-yard gain. Now, they haven't. So far, Slime South hadn't established anything. They haven't established a run game. They they, they haven't established any kind of a passing game, and, and here you are third and long again. You've got to get a first down at some point. Clock's moving. It's going to be under four minutes to go in the first quarter. Back to pass goes freezing. Now he's being pressured, being chased from the backside, and finally brought down, I think, one of our linebackers. I, I can't really pick out who it was in that massive of humanity out there. Well, I, there's a flag on the field. You got to expect it's a holding against the line of South and it's going to be declined, forcing another hunting situation. Well, I would think that's what would happen. They would decline it, forcing Salina to punt it. 
But it's still, you know, it's still a possibility. Panthers are going to get the ball in Salina territory. And the Panthers do decline the penalty. And, you know, Doyle, we, do, we do. We keep looking at the flag, and you'll see it lay limp. Then you see it blow a little bit. Uh, so Salina South not only asked for the football to start this ball game, but they, they also decided that, hey, I'll, I'll go into the wind. And it's so far it hasn't worked out real well. Well, they – it, no, it hasn't worked out well for him. Punting is uh, Caden Budke back deep for the Panthers. It looks like Edwards is to the near side. And I'm going to guess it's uh, Rose to the far side. And the, this kick's going to go. Oh, it takes a good, good Salina bounce. I thought it was going to go out of bounds at about the 40, and it ends up at the 49. So Panthers will have it. Their worst field position of the night at Salinas 49. Yeah, yard still line. inside the 50. And you're right. I, I thought it was going to hit about the 40. I think everyone in the stadium thought it was, but it, it hit at about the 39 and took a, a, a good 10, 11 yard bounce in Salina South's uh, favor. It's going to be first and 10 from there for the Panthers. Thatcher's in the backfield, and I think Hubbard is back there along with Edwards. Yeah, first time tonight we've seen the two back offense going to be first down and 10 Panthers lead 28-0 with 328 left in the first quarter if you slide us south and you look up and you see those two in the backfield with that sir you're probably looking oh no man we can't stop one of them now we got two speeders back there got two speed demons back there Mercer Thatcher on a keeper he faked it to Edwards he powers his way out for about a five-yard gain on first down that time again, I think you, you worry about uh, – they're so worried about those two guys. And, you know, Thatcher's able to pick up five on the play. Second and five for the Panthers. They lead 28-0. Again, they give it to Edwards. Cuts back to the near side. He may go, and he will go. Touchdown, <laughs> Panthers. Dylan Edwards made one good cut. And he got in a little bit of traffic, and the minute he saw daylight, he opened up the window, and he was gone. It was just – it was all Dylan Edwards Doyle. This kid, uh, he just has that burst of speed that uh, teams can't catch up to. And, you know, we've had some pretty good alleys to run in tonight, too. The Panthers uh, haven't been hurting. They haven't had anything really tight to run through. And extra point is up. And it's good. So with we're still in the first quarter, guys, and it's uh, 2.53 left. Panthers lead 35-0. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this this is quite a quite a show the Panther offense has put on and the Panther defense has put on in the first quarter. Well, and, and this is what <clears throat> Coach works on all week. I mean, you're talking about a very, very potent offense, not just a, a good offense. These guys have the linemen, the running backs, quarterbacks. They're just, uh, they've got everything, and tonight it's firing on all cylinders. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM, is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businessmen. The Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, The Derby Informer, Derby's Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Derby Overhead, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, and Fisher Media.
The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. You know, this wind is, I just keep looking at the flag. and You look at it one moment, it really is laying limp. It's right against the pole, and you look up and a little bit later, and it's got a stiff breeze to, to uh, face in the south. So it just keeps kind of changing uh, the direction it's moving, too. Kicking off is Simmons. It's going to be a high but short kick. It hits on the 15, picked up by the Uh-oh. Copes, and now Copes is going to be hit. He hesitated. <laughs> And he's brought down at the eight-yard line. You're right. He didn't read it well. It took a bounce. By the time he got his hands on it, he was inside his 10. I said, "Uh uh-oh, because when he looked up after it, letting it drop, there was about eight white helmets in front of his face. Yeah, that was not, uh, excuse me, that was not the right thing to do. Number one, they let the ball hit the ground, and then when they did, Well, you knew it was in trouble when that happened. And, you know, uh, once again, Salina South is going to start a drive inside the 20, this time inside their 10. You got to start putting up some kind of a battle. First and 10 from the eight, Panthers lead 35-0. They give it on a handoff straight ahead, but nowhere to go. There's just a, a gaggle of Panthers. I've been waiting all year to Man, use that. Man, I, 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 I'm surprised at that one. <laughs> there are several Panthers. It, is a gaggle more than a plethora? Uh, could be the one and the same. <laughs> Got a slide of South player down on the field, so they're going to take a, a timeout here for his injury. So Ho- Hopefully he's all right. Uh, the, the Panther defense there just swarmed on the ball carrier. It looked like the whole – uh, right side of the, the Panther defense that just was nowhere to go. And, and you know, I'm, I, I keep looking at the Salina South. I, I keep looking at their body language, and, and it, it's it's, start, it's starting to drop a little bit. You and I were on the exact same page because we talk about that so often. And, you know, you came into the ball game, and I noticed that they, they, they didn't start the ball game with great body language. But at this point, you're right. They're walking around. I mean, just beat up, defeated, and uh, that's something that, that if, if you're Coach Sellers, you got to get through to these guys that there's never a time that you're beat up and defeated or, you know, the hungry Panthers going to attack and, and really take control, and that's what we're seeing right now. now they'll, yeah, they, they, they just seem like their, you know, their movement's just not quite like it was at, at the first of the game. And, and you know, it, we, we had a little – you had a conversation with the individual early on, and and uh, uh, their response was something like, "Well, we know what's going to happen." You know, well, you can't can't really go on that. These kids have to come out and play. Well, and you're right. And it was just hopping in the elevator. I made a simple comment to to one of the people. They hadn't opened up the gates yet, and I think I made a simple comment like, "Are you are you ready for the onslaught? Are you ready for?" And meaning that the fans coming through the gate. And the parent looked at me and said, "We, I just don't want my grandson hurt." And 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 I, I realized what she meant. I stepped back out and I said, "No, no, no, that's not what I meant." And she said, "No, I I understand, but I know what's going to happen." Well, you don't want your fans and everyone feeling that way for sure. Well, we've we've got a young man out there. Rex has came out. Uh, Rex shot our longtime uh, uh, trainer is out there right now, and he he's been just a 
you talk about a guy that's helped this program. I mean, he's helped it as much as probably any of the coaches have. He keeps these guys healthy. He gets them, you know, gets them healed up and ready to play. And uh, so Panthers has been very lucky to have Rex shot for all these years. Doyle, again, we got a, t- a ton of online listeners tonight. I'm probably going to blow this one. I'll just warn you up, up front. Alyssa Vijayo, California, Salt Lake City, Utah, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Dutton, Texas, Bonner Springs, Kansas, uh, Dallas, Chicago, Arveda, Colorado, Santa Clara, California, Enid, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Again, we always say it week in, week out. Once a Panther, always a Panther. Remember, you can pick up these ball games uh, live on KDKQ, a live 105.9. You can listen to them. You just say, hey, Alexa, play 105.9, uh, and you can pick up the ball game. You can listen to us uh, after the ball game. I know I have a ton of parents that tell me, you know, you guys, we, we can't, we're at the game, but when we go home a couple hours later, we can get on there. We listen to, to the podcast. We, we love listening to it. The kids, grandpa, everybody gets around and that's what it's all about. Mark and, and Christopher, these guys do such a good job of uh, making sure that the listeners can, can pick us up. Uh, Doyle, I know that you, uh, you mentioned to me that, uh, I think you and Erlene just use the QR code on the postcards now and pick up the game by, by putting your phone in front of it, that's available too. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's a great deal. These these guys really work hard, and 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 you know what we need to remember: this is a local business. Uh, uh, I think this radio station's only been in existence for four, maybe five years. I think this is our fourth season with them, and we're glad to be we're glad to be with them. Well, Chris from Fisher Media does a lot of the design work, the website. You know, he does a great job, and you and I kind of chuckle. Uh, the websites and all that. Uh, well, we, we might want to take a two or three minute break. Uh, it looks like a pretty serious injury maybe on the field. So let's, uh, I mean, if you're right game for it, we may want to take a little bit of a break. Yeah, we, we probably ought to at least take a couple of minutes. Uh, this is uh, Panther football on a live 105.9 KDKQ. You're home for Panther football. We'll be back. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at DerbyRec. Derby Overhead offers a wide range of garage door services and is located at 3019 North Oliver in Derby. To set up an appointment, they can be reached at 788-8889 or at derbyoverhead.com. Derby Overhead is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. 
proud supporters of Derby Panther football. Since 1985, DNB Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include engine maintenance, heating and air conditioning, battery service, tires, and wheel alignment. Located at 722 North Baltimore on the corner of K15 and Burton and Derby, they can get you back on the road with quality and timely repair. More information on services that DNB Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or they can be reached at 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. DNB Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Lawn got you down? Diamondback Total Lawn Care offers services for all your lawn needs. They can be reached at 573-2267 or on their Facebook page, Diamondback Total Lawn Care. Diamondback Total Lawn Care is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Now we're back in Salina where uh, they're still looking at one of the players out on the field. Uh, it, it, it's hard to say that there's there's a bunch of people around him. It, it's it's hard to say what the issue is, but I'm I'm going to guess it's probably a broken bone, and that's that's just a guess on my part. Yeah, it looked like they were uh, bringing out uh, you know an airbag and and what have you. And there's an awful lot of guys around. The coach Clark again. You talk about just a a great man. I, I mean. We, we talk about, uh, you know, him on the way up, Doyle, we, you know, and, and, you know, he's, he's hard on these kids. He's got a program where he, he is the guy, the mentor, the guy that has to do things, but he's always been a very fair coach, a very caring coach. And you look out there now and he's standing out there making sure this young man's okay. And a uh, lot of, a lot of good guys around him. I think you see Rex down there, you know, helping. So Derby training staff's doing a lot of work as well on the slide of South player. And it's, I think the northeast or northwest side of the field, if if there is an ambulance needed, I think that's where it'll come in. But uh, again, uh, we can't, we really don't know. There's a lot of people standing around the young man, and uh, you know, as there should be. Uh, so we don't know whether it's a leg injury, an arm injury, shoulder. We we have no clue. Uh, it, it's just there's a lot, a lot of people uh, taking care of this guy, and I hope he's okay. No, Doyle. I, I think you and I were just. This is interesting to me. We were talking about the Kasia, you know, making some changes to, to classifications. I know you spend probably more time dealing with Kasia than I do, but, you know, I just pulled up some information and I thought for sure that we, we had been told that, that maybe Hutchinson and, uh, and Northwest are not Hutch, but Northwest and Heights were going up to 6A. But, uh, you know, what I just pulled up on the site was that there was no changes in 6A. So, you know what? What have you heard? Well, I, I heard I heard that. Uh, I, I, in fact, I got an email from Kasia uh, today, and it, it's it's a media thing because we're part of the Kasia uh, okay. family, I guess. Okay. And, and, and I and now that if you scroll down, it says there's no changes for six A, but then it says, however, in football, Wichita yes. Heights five A, Wichita North five A, are going six A. So yes. yeah, that that coincides with what you had told me. It looks like. Uh, 5A Great Bend, Great Bend will come up. Kansas City, uh, Harmon will come up. Lansing, Wichita West drops from 6A to 5A. So, you know, they, we've seen that in the past. We've seen Hutch jump from 5A to 6A and back. I think Heights has done the same thing. Northwest has done the same thing. It's all based off enrollment. Yeah, and and if you look at that, it, it gives you the number of teams in 6A and 5A, and I believe instead of 32, we now have 36, and – all of those teams are involved at least in one round of the playoffs. 
I don't know how they'll don't know how they'll pull that off with uh, I guess thirty six by two is what uh, eighteen. I guess they have eighteen games. <laughs> well, and you know what? I I think it helps. I mean, I think Northwest is obviously a program that will help Class Six A. Uh, I don't know the Northwest is tickled with that. Happen to know that they got to face Derby, uh, which Wichita Heights is a program that's starting to come back a little bit from where they were at. So good coach at Wichita Heights. So I think you're seeing some. City League schools that you'll start seeing a little bit uh, more competitive play out of. Well, and and, and you're right. Uh, Heights was in 6A. They, I think they've been in 5A. Yeah, they're 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 right now getting the the uh, stretcher in. So they're going to move this young man out on a stretcher. That will probably not take too many minutes. But uh, it, it's sad to see that kind of thing. I know. I mean, we don't uh, <laughs> we don't want to see that. In fact, I uh, emailed. Coach Clark today wished him good luck tonight and just just said, I hope both teams come out of this thing with no injuries, regardless of the outcome. Oh, well, you and I, we've seen players for so many years that, that you know, you, you respect, you look at, no one deserves to be injured. I, you know, we've seen kids that just devastated us as football players, and, but you never once said, hey, I hope this kid goes down with an injury. And it's the last thing you ever want to see. And this young man uh, obviously is in a lot of pain and he's uh, – going to be taken off on a stretcher here tonight so uh i have observed his him a little it, it must be a lower extremity injury because i've seen his arms moving so that that tells me you know they're, they're going to roll him up on a backboard here and uh we're, we're just kind of trying to give you guys a blow to blow, blow by blow i guess they're going to roll him up on a backboard put him on that stretcher and take him out probably to the ambulance and and take good care of him, and, and that's that's what you want. Uh, you, you want him to have the best care, and you want his injury to go away well, as soon as possible. Yeah, without question. And, you know, the, the break is uh, – it's been a good 10, 15 minutes probably, but you gotta, you got to take all the care you can with these young men for sure. You know, we've got – you know, we've, we've probably got another couple minutes left to go, and, and I, I think it's time for my favorite part of the evening – when I have time to give you the scores from last week and tonight's ball games, and uh, I know you guys like to listen to that, so uh, here we go. Last week, nine seventeen, Mays fifty four, Newton ten, Mays South twenty eight, Hutchinson fourteen, and of course Derby beat Bishop Carroll forty four thirty six, Salina South thirty six, Campus fourteen. And the games tonight, uh, all the teams that are on the Panthers' schedule, including Bishop Carroll. Uh, Bishop Carroll, they're two and one. They're at undefeated Dodge City, three and zero. Dodge City's ranked top five, I believe, in the state of Kansas in six A. So that ought to be a pretty good game. And you know, Bishop Carroll can say, you know, we've taken on ranked six A teams in back to back weeks, and you know, they're two and one. Dodge City's three and zero. Hutchinson, they've got a win and a couple of losses. They're at Newton. Newton's still looking for their first win. They they are 0 and 3 and I think you said it when we played them they were probably the best 2 and 7 team we've seen last year and and uh, they really didn't look that bad against us this year. We're at Salina South where right now we lead in this one with 231 to go in. We're still in the first quarter. 231 to go in the first quarter. We lead 35-0. May South, they're undefeated at 3 and 0. They're going to campus. Campus is 0 and 3. And Arc City travels to Mays. Arc City's one and two. Mays three and zero. Oh. And those are your list of games 
being played this week as well as results from last week, Arc Valley Chisholm Trail Division One. And we are happy to see not really don't don't get me wrong here. We're glad to see the young man's being taken out and he's gonna be taken care of and I'm sure he's gonna get some good care. Well, well unfortunately we don't know what number he, he is, but you know, he is uh, being taken off the field to a, a standing ovation. And, again, no one wants to see any players hurt at any level. So uh, best of luck to this young man. Yeah, uh, I, I, I echo that 100%. Uh, best of luck to this guy. And uh, they'll take 30, 40 seconds and let the teams uh, get a little bit loose again because we don't want another injury. But, uh, you know, it's still still first quarter here, folks, and it's uh, 35-0. It, 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 I, I guess if – if you asked me if I would have thought it would have been 35-0 in the first quarter, I'd have said no. You know, maybe at half, but you know, this 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 has been quite a quite a first quarter for the Panthers. Uh, uh, they've had big runs. Every play's been a big run, and uh, they've had a couple three called back by penalty. But uh, for the most part, these guys, man, they're they're opening her up tonight. Well, and the officials are doing the right thing. They had the kids out. You know, the kids are doing all their stretching. Uh, you know, I did notice down Coach Clark, he had his guys kind of warming up and staying loose. Uh, Slina South now is, is doing what you do right after halftime. They got the guys at the hash marks, you know, running some stretching drills and trying to get loose. Good call by the officials. You know, you've had a long break here, really a break long as long as a halftime. So you got to get yourselves loosened back up and uh, ready to, to try and avoid any other injury. Panthers are ready. I mean, they, they, they have their defense on the field. Let's, let's – uh uh, get you back to where we were at before the injury. Uh, Salina will have it second down, ten yards, eleven, no, ten yards to go from the nine-yard line. Uh, the kickoff was, you know, that Salina let it hit the ground, and the receiver just kind of he made a mistake, or I guess a mental mistake. He hesitated. The Panthers swarmed him at about the nine, and uh, that's where we are. First down went nowhere for Salina, and. Uh, that's exactly where we're at. You're back up to date. Panthers lead 35-0. We're ready to get started. 2.31 to go in the first quarter. Salina South has played this entire ball game basically inside the 20. I mean, they just haven't had any success at all tonight. And, you know, the momentum, uh, you know, you sometimes say momentum shifts. Well, the momentum has been wearing a white Panther helmet this entire, uh, <laughs> I almost said half, but we are still in the first quarter. Yeah. Now, both teams are ready to go. Panthers' defense is on the field. It's going to be, again, second and 10. Panthers lead 35-0, 2.31 to go in the first quarter. And, again, I hope we get some report on that young man to, to pass along, to, and, and we hope he's all right. KDKQ LP Derby. Three's back to pass. Quick pass out in the flat. Caught. First down. First first down of the evening for Slina South. Out covering for the Panthers was Jaden Metzger. So that's that is their first first down. That's been their their only first down of the night. Clock moving two twenty one to go. Again, Panthers lead thirty five zero, and they hand the ball off. A little bit of a crease, and boy, is he leveled at a. And there's going to be a, a, a late flag. I hope it's not targeting, but it might be what it was, or a personal foul. We'll wait and see. And he picked up. Uh, he found some good yardage on the play. For, and, you know, So Salina South's come out a little bit more motivated after injury. And I think this is going to be a penalty against the Panthers. So it's going to 
move the ball for definitely the best field position they've had all evening. Well, the only thing that can be is, is, is a, a personal foul because our guy, you know, they both kind of stumbled and fell together and they, they hit helmets. Personal foul. Yep. Targeting. That's exactly, or blow to the head, whatever. That's exactly what I thought it was. And I, I think maybe, I think maybe they ought to look at that because both guys, I mean, neither one of them were trying to do that. They were both falling forward. And unfortunately, that we don't have replay here, so it, it is going to be their best built position on their own 40. First and 10 from their 40. Clock moving. Panthers lead 35. Caught out in the flat. Another first down for Salina. It looked like Clemens on the coverage, but the Panthers are playing off 10 yards. Well, Salina South came out, like I said, I hate to say that, but after the injury, they seemed to be a little pumped up, and there was a good 15, 20-minute break there. So Panther defense has to start, you know, making its presence felt again. It's going to be first and 10 now in Panther territory. They trail 35-0, two minutes left in the first quarter. And a, just a just a low pass, the receiver could not handle it. But we had covered that coverage out there in uh, – Cade Shelton. Well, that was just, again, what they're trying to establish is that quick game, you know, get rid of the ball as quick as you can. And, I, I, again, I like this freeze kid's size, but he doesn't have the quick release that we have saw in week one and two. Second and ten. Clock stopped, 153 left in the first. Back to pass, goes freeze. Pick. Throws the ball up, it's going to be picked off. 45 of the Panthers into Salina territory at about the 46-yard line. And that looked Freeze. like Damare Baker. Freeze was under a ton of pressure, and he threw the ball up, and you could see that it was going to get picked off before it ever came down. There was Baker was just waiting on it like a center fielder on a, on a lazy pop fly, and he picks it up, so. Any momentum Salina South had just turned its ugly head the other direction. Yeah, that that one that one was going to be picked off, I think, from the time he threw it. One thirty-eight left. Panthers lead thirty-five zero. Now they've got the ball back in Salina territory at about oh, I'm going to guess the 40, 48 yard line. And on a keeper, it's Zerger. Zerger gets a nice little crease and gets down to about the 34-yard line. First time tonight we've seen Brock Zerger in the ball game, and he picks up good first down yardage. Going to be first and 10 from the 30. They mark it on the 33. And, yes, it's the first time we've seen Zerger. They give it to Edwards. He makes a couple guys miss at the line of scrimmage and somehow gets out close to a first down. I'll tell you, Edward's just a gamer. I mean, he makes a couple guys miss, stumbles forward, picks up a first down. Hey, man, he's pumped. I mean, he's mad at himself that he didn't keep his feet, take that one to the house. First to 10, 23-yard line. And on a keeper, Zerger, down inside the 10 to about the 6, maybe the 7-yard line. Well, did you see, I mean, it, it was just a – a play again. Edwards is tackled by two Salina South guys, and Zerger cuts up field, picks up big first down yardage, takes the ball inside the 10. We're below a minute, finally, in the first quarter. Panthers lead 35-0, and they are threatening 
after intercepting the pass and getting down inside line of territory. Edwards, touchdown Panthers. Uh, Edwards again, he looks outside, just sees this big hole inside, cuts up in, in inside for the touchdown. A very late penalty flag. That was thrown by the official, the, the head official. Well, I see some Salina South players. I, I wonder if it's going to be a personal foul because a couple of them are looking and holding their heads. We'll see what the white hat says. It was very, you're right, it was a very late flag. It is against Salina. Oh. They ejected. So that's a, a, that's a bad one. I, I didn't see it, but. Uh, it was a personal foul and an ejection, so you know <laughs> that's a that's a doozy. They ejected Trey Berlin, a six foot one ninety five senior, and he's pleading his case to his coach. Now, and, coach, uh, I, I I think coach had a few words for him and didn't want to hear any more, but uh, he is uh, done for the night. Uh, you know, in a blowout, anytime you don't want to do something that uh, gets you ejected from a ball game going to be 41-0 with 44 seconds left in the first quarter. That penalty will be forced, of course, on the kickoff. So, you know, again, if you slide us out, you're going, man, I'm, I'm starting every drive inside the 20. Now you're going to give them another 15. Yeah, they, they, that means we're going to kick off from about the uh, 45 of Salina. High snap. Simmons manages to get it through. That was just an excellent job by the holder and the kicker on a on a snap that was very high. Panthers lead this one 42-0 with uh, 44 seconds to go in the first quarter. That's been a long first quarter due to you know a lot of scoring, a lot of uh, passing by Salina South. Uh, we had a, an injury to a Salina South player that you know took up some time, but. Uh, you know, this ball game, uh, you know, you hate to say that, but it's been decided here in the first quarter. It's, yeah, I, uh, I, I it's think, the lead's out of control. I think you're right. I think we can probably say that. I, I'm looking over at the visitor stands, and, you know, Derby brought a pretty good crowd tonight. But on the on the north end, on the visitor side, it looks like a student section. And, man, are there some, there's some neat dress combinations or dressing combinations out there. Those youngsters are having a good time. As they should. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it, the, the kids should. They come out, and I think what you probably have is like a junior cheerleading night tonight because there, there's a ton of little junior cheerleaders down there. Hey, that's where it all starts. Junior football, junior cheerleading. Those guys, uh, today's uh, young youth are tomorrow's uh, stars. Yeah, they're kicking off from the Salina 45, so you've got to figure possibly – uh, onside kick, you think? Just <laughs> well, maybe a high just, boots kick, or yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this ball game, it's forty-two to nothing here in the first quarter. I, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, you're not going to get an onside kick, but maybe a tall high boots, or or maybe Coach Clark says, "Hey Simmons, see if you can kick this one through the uprights." Yeah, that that could be too. We're going to wait and see what Mister Simmons does. Slide has got Andalon is back on the near side, and on the far side is to John McDaniel. He just kicks it into the end zone. Salina's going to take it at the 20-yard line, probably, you know, probably the right thing to do. You know, you just just kick it, give him the ball on the 20. 
well, again, we talk about Coach Clark, and he's a man of ethics. He's a he's a true sportsman, and you know, you, you know, I you think back, it's hard for Derby fans to remember, but you think back to uh, when Coach Clark took over, and we were on the opposite end of a lot of these scores. So, you know, you 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 never forget those things. Yes, we were. We were on the opposite end of a lot of these types of scores, but not now. 42-0, 44 seconds left in the first quarter. Salina has Freeze, and it looks like Andalon in the backfield. Back to Pascal's Freeze. He rolls to the far side. Had a man open in the middle of the field, but he just overthrew him. Yeah, and I, I was kind of pointing to you to see – Salida South had trips, stacked trips to the far side that time. And, you know, Panthers covered it well, and the ball was just a little high. But, oh, there was three white helmets around him when he threw it. Yeah, Panther Panther front three, that, that's now uh, Carpenter, Same, and Hopper are the down three. They're putting a lot of pressure on him just, just by themselves. So that makes it easy for the linebacker. Now we've got a trip formation to the near side, stacked trip. And they give it to the tailback. He gets knocked down, still on his feet. My goodness gracious, that was a nice run, but he's going to lose three or four yards. He was hit by uh, three linebackers. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, he would have done much better to stay where he was at. We had him kind of wrapped up, and I think our kids thought, hey, we, you know, he's done. They're going to blow the whistle. He spins out, goes backwards, and loses about five additional yards. So now we got third and a. 15 for Slina South from the their clock, 15. Clock's moving, and it's probably going to be the last play. And, yes, the first quarter is over. Panthers are winning this one 42 to nothing. This is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ. You're home for Panther football. We'll be back. Fisher Media Company offers video audio, graphic, and web services for churches and businesses alike. Fisher Media is a strong believer in Alive 105's mission and strategy on being a light to Derby, Kansas, and the surrounding areas. Fisher Media is a proud partner of Alive 105 and a sponsor of Derby Panther Football. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles at Derby, Kansas. They offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 788 Wilhite Automotive is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Yeah, I believe I believe as Baker I, I, that, that got it. So that's his second pick of the night. So that, that's that's pretty good night so far. And we're only just barely into the first, second quarter. 11.49 left. Panthers lead 42-0. We'll see who the quarterback. It looks like it's Zerger. And it looks like Hubbard. Yeah, Hubbard and Edwards are in the backfield. They give it to Hubbard. Touchdown, Panthers. Anyway, look, yeah, they finally signaled a touchdown. So the Panthers take it in from the six-yard line after another turnover, so it's now 48-0 Panthers. Well, you know, we're getting into that that period that I think we saw once last year or twice that, 
you know, that uh, they, we know in the second half it goes to a running clock if you're up by, by this kind of score. But I think one time last year they went to a running clock before half because, you know, I think a lot of it's up to the coaches and the AD too if they say, hey, we, we've had it. Um, and right now, you know, like I said, you just entered the second quarter. The Panthers uh, have 49 points on the board. 49-0 with 11.43 to go in this ball game. Panthers are going to be kicking off. The, they're going to be kicking for the first time into the wind, and really there's not a lot of wind, but like you said earlier, I think it's gusting some. Right now the flag's pretty limp, but we might look up there in a minute. It'll be looking like it's starched. So there must be some must be some pretty good, uh, pretty good gusting going on on the field. Well, I think a lot of it is, I mean, the Panthers came in here, you know, with a flurry tonight. I mean, they, they came into this stadium with uh, with something on their minds. And, and, and you got to remember, this is week three for the Panthers. I mean, all the, you know, sliding the south, it's week four for them. But Panthers uh, really have shown an explosive offense, a very sound defense tonight. Special teams, I would have to think that, Right now, Coach Clark would have to give them uh, an A. Well, I, I remember last year, the first three games, we, we, we really picked it up against Bishop Carroll last year. And we had the two COVID weeks we had off. Then it took us a couple weeks to get back from that. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, the kids really played well after that COVID break. And uh, this is the third game of the year right here. Up it goes, and it's coming down at about the 15. And it looks like Andalon, and he gets nowhere. And it looks like what, at least what, to me, what the Panthers are working on as far as their uh, uh, kick coverage is, is Simmons is doing a good job of kicking the ball very high. And that gives the kids time to get down the field. And, and I think if that's what they're doing, it's certainly working tonight. Well, you see what, what you're seeing right now is Slina South Bunch, as we said, their body motion is saying, hey, I'm done. I'm folded up the tent. And uh, Panthers are just, I mean, they're they're just excited. You see, after that tackle, half the team was out on the field congratulating them. Uh, to, I tell you, these positive attitudes can feed and, and feed in a hurry. First down and 10 from the 18-yard line. 11.38 left, 49-0 Panthers. Freeze is the quarterback. He hands it off. Panther just swarm him. Panther defense looks very fast tonight. They they look very quick off the ball. <laughs> and again, you hate to say that, but you know when you when you're in attack mode and your prey is is cowering and they're and they're vulnerable, it's easy to just start taking advantage of. It. And that's what the Panthers are doing now. I mean, our our front guys are just eating the Salina South guys alive. That was Cole Minton on the initial hit there. He's the, one of the inside linebackers. Second down and about 15. Now we've got a penalty marker. I think Salina might have jumped. Well, we may get it. Well, let's see who they called it on. I know our guy jumped first, but yeah, they're going to get the Salina South guy for moving. And our nose reacted to, to probably the twitch of a guard or a tackle. But again, the last thing Salina South needs is to be pushed further back towards their end zone. It's going to be first and looks like 20. All the way back on the eight-yard line. Quick pass to the outside. Caught. Picked up about six. Again, Panthers playing off of him. Uh, 
pretty well. They're paying off six or eight, six or eight yards, and they're just getting into that zone there and curling, and uh, that's why they're completing those passes. But it was good coverage out there by Clemens, so it's going to be second long, about oh, probably 14 yards to go. Again, Coach Clark has to be happier with how his secondary is playing, have two picks tonight. Make that third down. Back to pass, goes freeze. Now he's being rushed, and he's going to be dropped. Ball, and the ball's on the loose. ground. Panthers have it. I think the Panthers got it inside the five-yard line. My goodness. Well, again, just the pressure on Freeze was incredible. You know, I mean, this kid hasn't had a chance to to blink tonight without having a Panther on him. And they they cough up the football inside their five-yard line. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. I, I I know if you're Coach Clark, you got you got some anxious number twos and number threes. But, you know, how and, – and we've had plenty – we've really had plenty of work by our offense. Uh, they've scored every time they've had the ball, so this they're going to score here, so it'll probably be the eight for eight for the Panthers. They give it to Edwards. They're fake it to Edwards, and it's a uh, – That's a pass play, and, and they, they faked it in there that time, and it was just a nice catch out there by – I think Caden Brown on the on the touchdown catch. They faked everybody, took the bit on the run, and we just found Caden Brown standing in the end zone alone. Uh, I apologize for missing that play, but I'm looking I'm looking through a window sill that you can't. And Ke- but Kevin was sharp, picked it up, and picked me up. Touchdown Panthers. Extra point is good. Just like that, it's 56 to nothing with 10:32 to go in the first half. Wow. <laughs> a lot of scoring. It's It's been a track meet here. and You know, Doyle, it's been a, a track meet that we, we got 10-32 remaining before half, and this ballgame started at 7. It's 8-15. Well, we got a minute. Let's give another shout-out to our game night sponsors. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. The Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Derby Overhead, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, and Fisher Media. We thank these sponsors. Without them, we could not put on this broadcast. Oh, no doubt. We've got some tremendous sponsors that, that have been with us for years these guys when you go in and see them you know thank them for uh, bringing these ball games to you and and the support that they showed it to, to derby football 56 to nothing and we have played 14 13 and a half minutes of football 10 32 left High end over ends coming down at about oh the thirteen is dropped. Coughed it up still, but I think he got on it at about <laughs> twelve or thirteen. Well, and you know you're right. Simmons is getting a lot of height on these kicks, and it allows the the guys to get downfield quickly. And Salinas South's extremely lucky that they they were able to recover that. Or Derby's just uh, again chomping at the bit, put more points on the board. 
Well, we still have the starters in the game. I, I've kind of halfway, Kevin, suspected to see maybe some number twos coming in because, you know, a score like this, well, you know, and, they, and they know a, they're going to get a chance. You're right, but it's a bad deal, too, because yeah. these starters need to play. You can't just go out and play a quarter of football, and then next week we go to Hutch, and these guys aren't in game-type uh, you know, conditioning. So well, I get I get both sides of that. Yeah, it's a tough you know, one. It, it's it, it's a tough call to make as a coach. Salina has trip stacked trips to the deer side, completed out in the flat. Twenty five, and I think he's run out just short of the twenty five yard line. Well, and you know, it was a quick hitter. He had the trips out there, and you know, he. He gets the yardage and then just bows out of bounds. Didn't even attempt to pick up the extra yardage for the first down. So, you know, I, I you know me, I'm not a, I'm not one of those guys in high school football that you you bow out of bounds that quickly. To John McDaniel, they've gone to that stack trips a lot. They give it straight up the middle in our defensive line. I can't pick up who got him, but hit him almost as fast as he got the football. So it's going to be third and long. Well, third and three for Salina. Looked like Samuel Same. He was the last one to get up from the pile, so we'll give him credit on that one. Yeah, well, again, we talked about who was going to win the battle of the trenches, and, and you look out there physically, Salina South's big, but my goodness, we're just eating them alive. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a surprise to me to, to see this kind of a score this early in the ballgame. They give it on a run to Andalon, and he gets nowhere. It's going to be, looks like it's going to be fourth down and about three for Salina. Well, Doyle, that time we, we tackled him from behind. We we went through almost untouched, and before he could even turn up field, we were pulling him down by by his shirt tail. And, and once again, Salina South is going to punt from inside their, their own 20. It's just uh, Panther defense has just been very aggressive tonight. Back deep, well, it looks like Edwards, and I can't pick up the number on the far side. I'm guessing it's Rose. Just a shank off the foot of the kicker. It's going to hit. It hit a Panther, and he picked it up. Good good job by the Panther. It hit him, and he picked it up and picked a yard or so up after that. Well, good, good uh, presence of mind by the Panthers that time. It looked like it was. T.J. Spring. T.J. Spring, and you're exactly right. When that ball hits you like that, you got to do something with it. He did the right thing. Yes, he he did do the right thing by picking it up and trying to advance it. So the Panthers are going to have it. Panthers are going to have it uh, on the 32-yard line of Salina, first and ten. And we've got Edwards. He will not be in the backfield. It looks like uh, Hamlin is a quarterback. Hubbard will be in the backfield, so it looks like Coach Clark is maybe uh, giving some of his younger guys a shot at playing. Hamlin is a quarterback. Hubbard is a tailback. Hamlin on a keeper. Good run. Nice spin move. Got him down to about the 25-yard line. You know, Conley Hamlin's a senior, and Doyle, you know, we've seen him play now. This is the fourth year we've seen him play. You talk about one of those program kids that has really transformed from from a guy that uh, you know was out there as a practice player to a guy that was really battling for this starting quarterback position this year. Absolutely. He is the long snapper, and he's done a, a pretty good job at that. Now he's out at quarterback with 
Derek Hubbard in the backfield. Hamlin on a keeper. And he's going to get, well, he's going to be short of the first down by probably two, maybe three yards. Going to be third down. Panthers lead 56-0 with 7.59 left in the ball in the first half. And you got Hubbard in the backfield. We know that uh, he's pretty electrifying if he gets his hands on the football. So, you know, not a not a position side of South can say, hey, they've called off the dogs completely because <laughs> the, the new dogs want to score. Yes, they, they certainly do. The, the, the starting the starting line is still in the ball game. And, and that's good. These guys get to run again, you know, behind the starters. Third, well, third, about five it is. Back, no, they give it to Hubbard. Going to break out into the open, still on his feet. And he gets knocked down inside the five at about the three-yard line. Wow. First just and a, goal, Panthers. Just a great run by Hubbard. Doyle, you, know, you talk about, I, I can remember back way back in the day when I was a sophomore and I'd get to go into a ball game and, and the varsity guys were still on the starting offensive line and it was like, my goodness, this is, is just fun to watch, run behind some stud linemen. And that's what Hubbard just did. He's, he got his hands on the football behind the uh, starting, a very experienced offensive line for the Panthers. It's going to be first and goal. It's on the three or four-yard line. Again, Hamlin gets down close to the end zone, down to about maybe the one-yard line. Well, man, you gotta you gotta think from here that I I keep thinking back to well, I don't think Conley Hammond scored a touchdown in his Panther career. So what a neat thing it'd be for the senior to get find uh, find the end zone here. Second goal. Panthers lead fifty six zero again. Hamlin on a keeper. He gets up ended at about the line of scrimmage. So no gain. It's going to be now. It's going to be third down and goal. And that time Hamlin just tried to bounce it outside. Uh, probably you lost a yard or so on the play, but you know no running room. Slide South did a good job uh, of closing off the lane. Looks like uh, just at right at six minutes to go in the first half. Again, the Panthers lead it big, fifty-six zero. They've kind of you know it looks that that was with. Uh, I think 10.32 to go in the half, and they've kind of backed off with this possession. Again, Hamlin straight up the middle, touchdown, Panthers. Well, and, and again, you look at the Panthers' sideline. Those kids are jacked right now because Conley Hamlin, we just got done saying it. He's a program player, Doyle, a kid that uh, long snapper. I saw him go out for the coin toss. The kids respond to guys like Conley Hamlin. Great job for, for him and, and something he'll remember the rest of his life. Panthers now have a 62 to nothing lead with 539 left. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to see Conley score. It absolutely was. Extra point is up, and it's right down Broadway. Panthers lead now 63 to nothing with 539 left. I think, well, I. I think Salinas, you know, I don't know. It, it, I, I'm surprised about this score. I really am. Well, I think Simmons is going to have to ice his leg tonight. I mean, the kid is, has been true on every extra point. He's kicked off a ton of times. Uh, I mean, remember, Salinas South chose to take the football to start tonight's ballgame. So 
Simmons, uh, you know, I'm glad he's a soccer player because uh, otherwise he may be sitting over there with ice on the leg. Well, and the Panthers will get the ball to start the second half. So, you know, I don't know if that was really a, a good decision by Salina, but, you know, we can't question that. Uh, they had a, a plan going in. Well, you know, all, all I can think is Coach Sellers knew what he was up against. They watch game film. They know. And, and then he thought, you know what, if we can go out, get points on the board, maybe we catch them with their heads down, we can build momentum. So, uh, you know, again, how do you, how do you know what to do? Back deep, Ian Andalon, along with to John McDaniel. He is on the near side of the football. Simmons is kicking off again. And I mean, he's just, he just looked bulletproof this whole season. He's, he's kicked some balls through that, that the snaps were high and the timing was off and he still managed to get them through. And, and tonight he's just, he, everything's been good. And it's coming down and Andalon at about the eight. The Panthers just swarm him at about the 10 yard line. Yeah. Again, the worst thing you can do if you're prey is to back down, cower. I mean, you know, they, they teach you, hey, if a bear's in your way, you know, you stand up, act as big as you can. And I, I mean, I can't describe it, fans. These guys are getting the football, and they, they're scared. They're, they don't want to return it. Panthers are just preying on on, on a scared, uh, I guess, a scared cougar. Well, we've, we've, uh, we've seen wholesale changes, I would guess, this is our number two uh, defense. I, I'm going to guess that. Is, yeah, it looks like I can tell that. Looks like all the linebackers, all the all the defensive backs are different guys, and and so is the front. So wholesale changes. I agree with you. Well, and this 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 will be a good this will be a good test for our number twos. See how they do. Quick pass to the outside, caught. Balls, balls on, the, on ground. the ground. Panthers get it, pick it up going to be a touchdown Panthers wow the twos come in they they complete a pass they put the ball on the ground what do we do we scoop it up for six Brian Murph scooped that up and went in the end zone wow you know toil you know what you and I talk about this a lot is how do teams get beat by these kind of scores Panthers backed off I mean they backed off the last two touchdowns and they have a 69 to nothing lead 521 left in the half. Wow. Going to be Simmons again. A little bit of a high snap. But he puts it through. Again, like I said, right down Broadway. It's now 70 to 0 with 5 minutes and 21 seconds to go in the ball game. And, uh, you know, again, like you said, the Panthers have made wholesale changes. So, you know, I guess that's good. It's good and it's bad. I mean, it's a double-edged sword because one side of you wants to keep keep those kids in the ball game to get get them in game shape because you know we've got three really tough games coming up, and that uh, I consider really tough. And uh, the other side of that is you got some real anxious twos and threes that want to get out there and, and see what they can do. Well, Doyle, that's led to the success of a lot of our program. We've talked about that. that you, you, you get kids that get Friday night action. So when the lights come on and the, the next year and that sophomore's now a junior, he's not afraid. He's not afraid of the situation. It's like, man, I played in half the games as a, as a freshman or a sophomore. So, you know, you got to look on the plus side of that, too. 
70 to nothing in the first half, I wouldn't have believed. No, no. Uh, I, I, I'd have been moving out of my house because I'd have bet the house. <laughs> What's the offer? Uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, if, if somebody had told me we'd have scores like that, I, I couldn't have done it. it just, it just couldn't make me believe it. Anyway, Simmons back on to kick. Panthers have had the ball 10 times. Well, no, they haven't had. They've had a couple of defensive touchdowns, so they've scored every possession they've had the ball, and they've scored on a, on a defensive possession or two. So ball's coming down. It's high. It's picked up. Now it, he went down on a knee, so he tried to pick it up. So the ball's on the 18. That's where Salino will have it first down and 10 yards to go. Five, and we're in a running clock. Well, and Simmons that time, I mean, he kicked it up to the opposite side high, hits the hits the receiver, and it goes down to the ground. And, again, he's looking up in the air, but you know what he's thinking? He's thinking, oh, my gosh, here comes the Derby players. And, and once again, slide of south start, starts with bad field position. Now, running clock is, is agreed upon. When it's the second half, it's not. It's automatic. But I think since we're in the first half, coaches probably agreed, hey, let's just get the clock running. And so it's a running clock, and supposedly it does not stop unless there's an injury. Even well, and a, we even talked about that a bit ago. That uh, I think we've seen that once before. Usually it's only uh, only implemented in the second half. They give the ball to Andalon. He gets breaks out into the open. He's going to be drugged down at about the 43-yard line. It's going to so. all come back, I think. There's a flag. and I see a Panther player getting up from the bottom of a heap, and Flag laying right by him, so I have a feeling this is going to be a hold against the line of south. That's exactly what it is. It's a hold, and it might have been LaShawn Davis that got held. So, Ken, you, you know, Panthers are very fortunate. You you go, you got a lot of number twos that, that at any given moment are going to be a number one, and I, every coach in the world tells them that is you're one play away from being a Friday night star. You know, so these kids uh, that are out there right now, they're, they're in many cases – they're just a, a little bit underneath the guy in front of them. Isaiah Resendez is the other safety with Brian Murph. We'll try to get more numbers as we can. Pass out in the flat, caught. Pretty good defense out there by the Panthers. Going to be second down. Well, so far in tonight's ball game, as evidenced by the score, very little has gone sliding the south way. Second and about three from the 31 for the Cougars. And again, they give it to the tailback, Andalon, and Panthers stuff that one. I think he's going to lose about a yard back to the 25-yard line. Well, that's another one of those plays where, you know, the running back sitting there trying to feel his way through to get upfield, and we're ta- we tackle him from behind. Going to be third down and about, oh, it looks like third and about five. Long four, short five for Salina. Back to pass, out in the flat, caught. Panthers gang tackling at about the 35, maybe the 36-yard line. And, and again, we go back to, folks, we're in a running clock situation the first half of a ball game. So it's just that, that kind of stuff is, is uh, unheard of, really going to be first down and 10 from the 37 yard line for Salina. 
think Salinas trying some kind of a different play. They they got a lot of confusion going on here. And again, on a reverse pivot, Freeze got a man out in the flat and just drops the ball. Pretty good defense out there by the Panther linebacker. Yeah, Panthers had uh, really good coverage on the play that time. And, uh, you know, it's uh ball just falls to the turf. Looked like Garrett Hounshill for the Panthers on the coverage. Can't, can't really pick his number up. He's not... He's not getting out here where I can see it good, but I think that's who it was. Again, they give it to Andalon. He gets stacked up at the line of scrimmage. A minute 20 to go. Panthers lead 70 to nothing. We're in the second quarter. <laughs> and again, you know, what, what this defensive unit wants to do is they want, they want a goose egg on the board. So very aggressive uh, backup group of players for the Panthers right now. Clock moving. We're under a minute. Again, the Panthers are ahead on this one, believe it or not, 70 to zero. Back to pass goes Freeze. Got a man out in the flat. Panthers are going to pick that off here pretty quick. I saw the linebacker retreating early, and uh, if he would have got there, been another step or two quicker, and that was it was Hanschel for the Panthers, he might have picked that one off. Well, you're right. I think that's something that Coach Wietrich's seen in the in film. And- the last couple of weeks, because you've seen some linebackers step in front, pick off a lot of those quick hitters. 25 seconds. This could probably be the last play of the first half. Back to pass. Being chased to the near side. Caught. First down at about the Panther 45-yard line. That's going to end the first half. Mercifully, if you're sliding us out. That, that is the last play of the first half. It got down to the 44-yard line of the Panthers, so it's going to be 70-0 to at halftime. And I think, uh, if I remember right, Kevin, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I have been wrong before, but it will automatically be a running clock in the second half because the point spread dictates that. Uh, well, yeah, and, and again, once you start the running clock, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you can put your fours in and, and Salinas South can just keep scoring and scoring and scoring, and they will not change that. So it, it's a mercy rule. It's a good rule that uh, that they've implemented. And uh, If you're Salinas South, I don't know what you say at halftime. I really don't. If you're Derby, I think you, you, you're keeping the twos and the threes pumped up. And, and if you're a four or five or six, you're thinking, man, I'm going to get some action maybe tonight. Oh, I, I agree. You, you know, you, you tell your starters, man, you have done a, a wonderful job and, and – and you coach up those uh, twos and threes because they're going to be the bulk of, of uh, the uh, they're going to do the bulk of the uh, playing in the second half, and it'll be it'll be uh, an interesting second half to see how deep coach goes. And, and you and I both know that you know he he likes to give those youngsters a shot at it on Friday night, and uh, to see because like you said, they're they're all one play away from being a starter anyway, and, and he likes to get him as much experience as he can. Well, as I said, it's just a, a tremendous opportunity for, you know, that, that freshman or sophomore to look in the stats on uh, Saturday morning and go, hey, man, look, I had, I don't care whether it's one carry for one yard or 
whatever. You look up there and you go, my name's in the paper. It's uh, grandma, grandpa are listening at home. I got in the ball game. You know, just, uh, you know, if you're Derby, that's what you got to talk about. If your coach Sellers in with the, with the Cougars, I, I don't know what you say. I mean, you're just getting, getting handed uh, a ball game to you, and, and I don't know what you say. Well, I, I know what I would say. I, I, I would say, you know, yeah, we're behind whatever what the scoreboard says, but we're going to play hard. And we're going to get some good positive stuff out of this, no matter what. So don't, you know, that, that's what I would say. I don't know if it'd do any good, but you'd want to keep them pumped up and, and uh, you know, keep them, keep them playing, you, you know, and and they'll be all right. They'll be okay. We're going to take a bit of a break right now. Again, the Panthers lead this one, seventy to zero. We're at halftime at Salina. This is Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. For nearly 45 years, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States. Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Trips to the bank are now optional. At Fidelity Bank, we offer a wide range of options, including next-level digital banking. Manage your money when and where you want, from traditional in-person service to a totally online experience. We stand ready to serve by giving you the tools to control your finances your way from anywhere. Together, we move bravely onward. Pause Photography specializes in family and senior portraits. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Pause Photography, or they can be reached at 631-5417. Pause Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. And we're back at uh, Salina, where the Panthers are leading the Salina South Cougars 70 to zero and, and yes that's the correct score it it surprises and has surprised kevin and i but the panthers have had uh they've had their way all night uh, they have had the ball every time they've got the ball on the offensive side they've had it inside the 45 yard line of well once they had it on the 49 of salina most times it's been there salina started all their drives inside their own 20 and uh you know, it's just been a rough night for the Cougars and, and really a pretty good night for the Panthers. Uh, uh, Dylan Edwards has had a good night at, at the running back position. Uh, Mercer Thatcher's had a good night 
starting quarterback, and I think he's completed a couple of passes. And uh, but you know, I think that was the, that was probably the we thought maybe the uh, impetus this week was the passing game, but really, Panthers haven't had any time or any any reason to uh, uh, use the pass. They've had such a, a tough running game. I we haven't got the stats yet. We're trying to get some, uh, uh, but uh, I would suspect that Dylan Edwards has well over 150 yards in the first half. Mercer Thatcher, over 100. Uh, uh, Hubbard, he's probably got 45, 50 yards. So it's just been a, a, a pretty darn good night for our offense and the defense. Then you got to talk about those guys. They've just shut off. Our front three has had a tremendous game. Our linebackers are, are playing well. And uh, our cover guys, they are doing it. An excellent job. We've we've had on the defensive side of the ball. I think we had three guys that were starters that didn't start, but a couple of them have seen a little bit of action tonight. We don't know whether it's injuries. We don't. We, we're assuming it's just injuries, and uh, you know, Panthers have played well on that side of the ball. Salina has not had much opportunity to do anything. Uh, we had our number twos in the last oh five or six seven minutes. Last two two possessions for Salina and. Uh, they have absolutely held their own against Salinas starters, so that's that's pretty impressive. We had our our uh, backup quarterback Conley Handelman get his first, we think, his first touchdown of his career. So it's been a good a good first half for the Panthers, and uh, you know it's it's just something that we've you know we've been waiting for, I guess, for the for the season, and, and this is really what I would call a breakout ball game for both sides of the ball and the special teams. Oh, Doyle, I'm sorry. I, I was down trying to get some stats. Uh, we usually have uh, good stats, but again, we're having some technical difficulties up here. And I, I have no idea, but uh, the guy said, no, I'm not able to, to pull them up. So unfortunately we are, are lacking halftime stats today, but uh, you know, I'm sure you were covering <laughs> just uh how we got to 70 to zero. Yeah. Yeah. I, I pretty well covered it. And, uh, I just didn't have any stats. I had to guess. I, I had figured that maybe, uh, uh, Dylan Edwards had a, you know, a bucket 150 or so yards and Mercer Thatcher had probably a hundred, uh, Derek Hubbard probably had, uh, probably 35 to 40. And then we had, uh, Conley Hamlin, we think get his first varsity touchdown, which was a neat deal. Well, I, I was going to say Dylan Edwards has a whole lot. Mercer Thatcher has a bunch. And, you know, however you want to twist and turn it, I think every time the Panther offense touched the football, we scored. We had a pick for a touchdown. We we picked up a fumble for a touchdown. I mean, you, you, you just – anything that can happen. I was just sharing with uh, one of our seventh-grade coaches a little bit ago that a story from way back. We're good at telling these stories, it seems like, that we had a kid that was trying about a 15, 20-yard field goal, and, 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 and we got a couple penalties. And I, I know you were involved in that. And all of a sudden, we're lined up for a 50-yard field goal, and everyone's going, Coach, you're crazy. And – we, we really just were trying not to score, and the ball was snapped bad. He picks it up, and he scores a touchdown. He just holds your head. And and I know Coach uh, Cunningham was just telling me the other night that he lined up his long kicker and was trying to kick one as far as he could. The kid shanked it off his foot, ends up being an onside kick recovered. And he says, you know, I looked like a heel out there, but yeah, that's what's happening here. The last two scores were not uh, anything, but we had pulled our starters out and we put 14 points on the board. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll probably, uh, I'm guessing we'll see a uh, running clock. 
to start the second half. And, uh, you know, it, and, and it is a mercy rule and, and it, you know, it, you don't see it a whole lot, but I think, uh, Tonight it's necessary. Oh, no question. And and I I chatted with them about that, and they said that, uh, you know, they were sitting in the booth and the calls were coming up quickly that, hey, go to the running clock in the first half. And I I think, Doyle, at least in what we've done, I think that's the second time in 20-plus years that we've seen, you know, a derby game where we went to a running clock in the the first half. And it is a good rule, no question. Well, it is, and – and I'm sitting here thinking, or when they started, I'm thinking now, are they going to do it this way? Or are they going to, you know, because we've seen it about every way it could be done. We've seen it like they're doing it here. Once it starts, it stays running unless there's an injury. And we've also seen it where it runs, then somebody scores and they stop the clock and they call a timeout. You know, it just, well, so we, I know, I know seen it the, the officials here. You know, when they went to the running clock and there was an incomplete pass, I looked at the white hat. and He was just sitting there winding his arm like, guys, keep it going, keep it going. You know, I can't help but think, too, that the AD here, as we said earlier, is Coach Stonebreaker. And, and I'm sure he's he coached for many, many years and he's probably going, hey, this is how it's going to be. And I, I don't know, Doyle. We've seen some very lopsided scores, but I don't recall a score of 70 to nothing. With the Panthers again in the last 20 years. No, I don't need not at halftime for sure. Well, not ever. Well, we've scored 70 points before, but the other team scored too. But you know, it's very seldom. And uh, again, Coach Clark did the right thing. He he backed off probably what six seven minutes to go in the in the uh, second quarter till the half, and he backed off. He put in uh, Hamlin and and uh, Hubbard and let them run a couple of offensive series. Then the defense come out. And they've They've been on the field, and you know, again, that's a lot of a lot of positive experience for the non-starters. Yeah, how about Hamlin scoring a touchdown again? We go back to that call, and and I I go back to you know years several years ago we had a foreign exchange student here, and uh, I, you remember he scored a touchdown, and I mean the whole student body in Derby just went absolutely crazy because he was a, he was one of those kids that came into town and never played the game of American football and was kind of struggling through it. But boy, when he scored, the whole student body just erupted. Yeah. That young man was from Germany and, uh, he, uh, he had a pretty good, pretty good year at, at Derby having never played coach Clark, gave him lots of chances to take care of business. And he did that. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's been a, been a weird night tonight. I mean, by weird, I mean score-wise, but, you know, the Panthers have, have really earned earned it all. They've executed well. They've they've taken care of the football. They haven't done the kinds of things that uh, uh, get you in trouble, and uh, I think that's probably the big reason that we're setting where we're at with the score we're having. You know, this is Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ, 105.9 FM, Panthers lead this one 70 to zero at half we'll be back field station dinosaurs is a prehistoric experience featuring over 40 life-size moving and realistic dinosaurs that's thrilling educational and fun for the family this september sleep under the stars with cretaceous camping fridays and saturdays more information on their website kansasdinos.com 
Field Station Dinosaurs is located on the north side of Derby at 2999 North Rock Road. Build Station Dinosaurs is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 till 4. They can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. For the past 16 years, Artistic Builders has offered home building in Derby and the surrounding area. Artistic Builders offer different plans to make your dream home come true. They can be reached at 650-7536 or on their website, artistic.builders. Artistic Builders is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. Derby Nutrition is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby, serving healthy meal smoothies, high-quality protein, clean energy drinks, teas, and protein coffee. Derby Nutrition is located at 200 North Baltimore and can be reached at 260-5557 and on their Facebook page, Derby Nutrition and Energy. Derby Nutrition, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Johnson & Company was founded in 1983, offering a full range of accounting services while giving you the individual attention that you need. They are located at 325 East Madison and can be reached at 788-0555. Johnson & Company is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Live 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, Granny Cletus, the new Panther Stadium looks amazing. It sure does, Mooney Pie. I love me some fall events. Go sport ball. You know, the Derby Public Library has lots of events this fall. What events are you talking about? Events for kids of all ages and adults, too. We just have to visit derbylibrary.com for all the info. Holy smokes, the library sounds like a party to me. Hey, kid, you're holding that football wrong. Let me show you how it's done. Oh, granny. Derby Public Library. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back at Salina where the Panthers are leading... Salina South, 70 to nothing at halftime. We're probably a minute and a half away from the start of the second half. Again, Panthers lead this one big, and uh, uh, they scored every time they touched the football and a couple on offense and a couple of times on defense. So pretty good night for both sides of the ball so far for the Panthers. We will, 
we will again emphasize that it will be a running clock uh, starting the second half. Panthers will get the football to start the second half. So, and Coach Clark's already uh, taken out the starters, so we'll see uh, some of the number twos and threes uh, for the Panthers in the second half. Yeah, these are those situations as a coach. You, you probably walked out of here and looked at the white hats and can you start the clock as we warm up? Because <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those games that you're in a you're no in a no win any way you go that you don't want to get players hurt. Uh, I agree with you. I think if you're a coach sellers, what you got to tell these guys, hey, we got to build on something. We got to show some character. We got to show somebody that that we care and that we want to be on the field. I'm not sure who Salina South has next week, but uh, you don't want to go out with your tail tucked between your legs and and they, that you're not even going to try and you're a quitter. Well, you know, just uh, just pick us up on on the radio next week, and I'll tell you who they have. There you uh, go. I, I've got that. Will stuff. you have those scores at some point? <laughs> I'll have them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty seconds to go. Clock running. Uh, both teams are ready to get their special teams out on the field again. Panthers will receive the kickoff to start the second half as Salina won, Salina South won the toss and elected to receive in the first half. So Panthers should get the ball to start this second half, leading 70 to zero. So I have to chuckle a little bit. You know, we talked about years ago in Mill Valley that Derby had their little TV on the sideline, and Mill Valley had this monster TV. Well, I'm looking from over here, and you can see the TV over on the sideline that they can pull up game film and show the kids what they're doing wrong while they're doing it. And, and you know, I noticed down on the Salina south sideline, there's no, there's no TV. Yeah. I, you know, you just wonder what the what what the reason is because what a boost from the old days when you and I were there and it was a chalkboard and coach had drawn the chalkboard you know it'd break in his hands and he'd throw the chalk across the the sideline and now you look down there and they got a big screen and they can hit remotes and replay the the play and let these kids see exactly what they're doing. Yeah, it's technology and it's real time technology and uh, you know I I think I heard Coach Clark say one time that. If everybody else wasn't using it, he wouldn't use it either. But uh, you know, everybody's using it, so you know you got to stay up with the Joneses, if you will, and uh, or you'll be left behind. Well, you know, the first uh, week in Panther Stadium, they were having trouble with the headsets. The Panthers were. And Coach Clark says, "Hey, we just went with it. It, 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 it. You deal with the situation at hand." And we've got Derek Hubbard and back deep. Along with Derek is. Tyson Pritchett. He's a senior, 5'9", 160. So even the kick return team is a non-varsity kick return team for the Panthers. This will be the first time tonight South has kicked off. And again, I'm sure it's going to be a running clock. It's going to be kicked out of bounds, so the Panthers will probably get it on the 35. So what what else could go wrong? (laughs) I, 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 again, I take us back to several years ago when we were on the other side of this score. And there was times that it was like, wow, can we catch a break? I mean, is there anything? I think Salina South's at that point right now where nothing's working. Looks like Brock Zerger will be the quarterback for the Panthers. And Hubbard will be in the backfield. First and 10 from the Panther, looks like from the Panther 42, high snap, Zerger on a keeper, 
acted like he wanted to pitch it, and he pulled it in and picked up eight on first down. Yeah, and that's all part of that option play that the Panthers are running so well right now. You know, keep in mind, Brock Zerger is a guy that, that gets a lot of action, a quarterback, and in the backfield with him is Hubbard, who uh, definitely is uh, is a strong candidate, probably be starting in any other backfield in the state. Oh, high snap. Zerger picked it up. Now he's running for his life. He's still on his feet. You know, he lost four or five yards, but, you know, he did a pretty good job taking care of business back there when the ball was over his head. Oh, yeah, and the first snap was high. That snap was way over his head. Going to be a big loss. You know, if you're sliding south, you're going, hey, maybe that's one positive. We're getting some high snaps out of the young center. Well, it's going to be third down for the Panthers. And it looks like about seven, maybe eight yards to go. Clock moving. 10-10 Ten ten to go in the quarter, and there's a penalty marker. On Salina the- South jumped off sides. I think it was the corner out here on this end came across early, and he was starting to show blitz, and then he just came across. Offside against Salina. So Panthers are going to pick up five, so that's going to make it a little bit more manageable, third down and three for the offense. Yeah, it, it makes that. The play calling a whole lot different. Again, Zerger and Hubbard in the backfield. They give it to Hubbard, and he doesn't get much of anything. It's probably back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. You know, this is one of those situations that I think they'll just go for it, but, you know, we haven't punted much in the last uh, – Two weeks, really, the last three weeks. So, you know, I, 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 you go, gosh, do you get a little punt practice here? But I think Coach Clark's going to opt to just go for it. Now, nah, here they come. Good, good move. Yep, Hamlin's coming in. He's the long snapper. And I think you need the practice on these kind of things because there will be a time you definitely need a punt. First punt of the evening for Derby. And it looks like Anlon. Nice punt. Going to chase Andalon back to about the 15-yard line. Panthers have it covered. Pretty good hit out there by the Panther coverage team. Looked like uh, Jaden Metzger. And Salina will have it on their own. Looks like 22-yard line. Uh, nice coverage by the Panthers that time. Well, we got a minute. Tonight's broadcast of Panther football on Alive 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses, Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision, Repair, Artistic Builders, and we'll call a play in between, and it's Andalon. Gets out to the 30, picks up eight on first down. DNM Mechanical, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Last stop was made by Brian Murph from his safety position after nearly an eight-yard gain by Salina South. Second down, two. 
Again, they give it to Andalon. He gets to the outside, and LaShawn Davis drops him for about a two, maybe a three-yard loss. You know, Davis has uh, made some big plays tonight, Doyle. Yes, he has. He's a, he's a big youngster. He's probably over six foot tall, and I think he's thinking he's somewhere around 210, 220, so that's a good size defensive end. 6'3", 220. I just say, I thought he was about an inch taller than I. Yeah. Back to pass goes freeze. Nearly picked off. He threw into triple coverage. Like, yeah, triple coverage out there. So it's going to be four, fourth down now. Clock moving, 630 left. Panthers lead 70 to zero. And these, these guys are throwing the football, and it's like the receivers, I, I don't know that they want to catch it, Doyle. I mean, they're just kind of standing there. There's white hats all around, and that's a that's again, brings up another punting situation for Salinas South. And punting for the Cougars. Caden Budkey. It's a good punt this time. It goes over the guy's head, takes a Salina bounce. We caught it at about the 32 and hit immediately and brought down right there. I don't know if that's a smart play as it's bouncing away, but, you know, as, as much as we were talking about Simmons having a sore leg, I think the Salina South punter is going to have a sore leg because he's punted a ton of times tonight. Trayvon Rose on the punt reception for the Panthers. They have it now thinking it's first and 10 from the 32-yard line. They lead 70-0. to zero. Clock moving, 525 left in the third. And they give it to Hubbard. He gets to the outside, still on his feet, 40. 45-50, runs over a guy at about the 50 and goes out to about the 46-yard line of Salina. Well, you got to like old Hubbard because he's going to, as again, a little back, but he's going to deliver a blow when he needs to. He picks up uh, really good yards for the Panthers. Looks like uh, Clark is now the quarterback for the Panthers. Braxton Clark. I was going to say I thought that looked like Braxton in the ball game, just a, a sophomore. First and 10 for the Panthers. Clark on the option. Nice read. Big hole. 30, 20, 15. Touchdown, Panthers. Wow. And I'll tell you what, Coach Clark's got to be elated right there. Braxton Clark just showed a great move, outran everybody. Just a sophomore. Doyle, this kid, I think he's 5'11, maybe a buck 20. He's a young man that uh, has a lot of potential. He, they, they got him listed as a buck fifty. Bull. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying what what the list says. <laughs> but I'll tell you I what. I know what he, these eyes he see. Showed some great speed on that touchdown run. He showed good speed, and he showed a good a good read on the play. Period. And the extra point. The extra point was. By, I believe that was Jessup. Grady Jessup. Yeah, he's a sophomore. He's kind of, he's he's kicked whenever uh, Simmons had a soccer injury or something. Well, once again, as Clark goes to the sidelines, boy, the Panthers are all over there high-fiving him, patting him on the head. I know Coach Clark. We both know him very well. I'm sure he's just going, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? As a dad, you know he is elated, and he should be because it was a great read. 
Yeah, he, he read he read the play very nicely. <laughs> and again, I take back that if you're sliding south, and what do you say? Clark is the fourth guy that's quarterback tonight for the Panthers. You can't tell kids don't score. So, again, you know, we, we look at those highlight things, and somebody's going to look in the paper and go, ah, how Derby hangs 77 on, on Salinas South. Well, you know what? If you read the paper, you're going to see a whole lot of names in the box scores. Yeah, and, and, and that's exactly right. Uh, I, I looked at one team last week, and uh, they pretty well rocked another team, and, and their starters were still scoring points late in the in the third quarter and so you know where coach clark took his out you know well he took him out in the first half kicking off now for the panthers is jessup got pretty good leg into it andalon and they're gonna say his d went down at about the 12 so these <laughs> these guys have not got a break all night you know doyle it reminds me of back uh Years and years ago, everyone would say, you know, and this is, I, I go back years ago and they go, hey, who's the best team in ABCTL? And it was Derby. And they go, who's the second best team? And they go, Derby's JV. And that's what we're seeing tonight. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I, I remember back in the 90s, that's pretty much the way it was. They'd say the best team was Derby and the best second team was Derby JV. First and 10, Freeze is the quarterback and DeLon is the tailback. And they give it to Andalon. He breaks through to the second level, picks up, oh, I'm going to say three, maybe four yards on first down. Clock is uh, running so mercifully for Salina South. We're uh, under a minute uh, left here in the first in the third quarter. Second and five. Quick pass to the outside. Good defense by the Panthers. It's going to be caught, but it was good defense out there by our, our cover guy. It was enough for a first down for the Cougars, but still Panther cover was very good on that play. I think that was John Ray out there on the cover, just a junior 5'8", 140-pounder. First to 10. They give it again to Andalon, finds a bit of a crease, and a nice tackle there by our safety after he picked up probably five, maybe six yards on first down. And if you're just tuning in, it's been uh, all Panthers tonight uh, in the in the in the tune of 77 to nothing as we uh, should get close to wrapping up the third quarter. Yeah, this is going to be the third quarter is going to end. And again, Panthers lead this one 77 to nothing. This is Panther football on Live 105, KDKQ 1059 FM. We'll be back. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. 
In need of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. If you want to know what New Spring Church is about, we eat, sleep, drink, breathe, life change. We want people's lives to change. If people's lives aren't changing, there's no reason for us to exist. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. Well, we're back in Salina where the Panthers lead 77-0. And there's 12 minutes left in this ball game. And uh, Panthers second, third teamers are getting a lot of action tonight. And uh, they're playing they're playing pretty well on both sides of the ball. Second down and about three. Back to pass on a reverse pivot. Now I've got pressures. Freeze. He's going to throw one up. And it just went over the head of the intended receiver. That was Carter Copes for Salina. And I'll tell you, Breeze has retreated so many times tonight. You know, he's probably going to go home and and just dream about uh, Panthers in the backfield. And it's been uh, been a long night for this Cougar offense. You know what I thought is pretty good. We had trouble with this reverse pivot in the past, but we have had no trouble. He's He's been reverse pivoting. Panthers have been playing it very well. They give it to Andalon. Breaks. He's going to pick up a first down out to about the 40, maybe the 41-yard line. Yeah, why wouldn't you? You know, if you're, if you're a coach and you go, okay, here's the things Derby shows a weakness in. And Coach Clark said it when he came up at, at, you know, to interview tonight. He said, we got to get better at some things, and we're going to work. We, you know, we worked on them all week, and you know, I, I think him and Coach Wiedrich have to be pretty happy. First and ten, back to pass. Again, a long aired out just over the head of the intended receiver. He had our corner, our cover guy beat out there, and our cover guy was Kevin Lohman, 5'9", 155, senior. Well, and he just chucked it. I mean, he... he Again, he started feeling a little bit of pressure, and he just thought, hey, I'm going to throw it as hard as I can and hope my guy runs underneath it, but it was well overthrown. Yeah, it was It was just a, a flat fly route by the uh, central receiver, Salinas South receiver. Now freeze on a keeper, pitches it, balls, balls on, the on the ground. I think the Panthers have it. We're going to wait and see. I think it's going to stay Salinas Salina got but, it. You know, toil, gent. That Panthers played that option so well, they strung it out. Again, these are these are going to be number twos, threes, and fours in the ball game for the Panthers. Salina South still got their starters in, so you know you got to give these kids a ton of credit. Absolutely, absolutely. They're getting some. They're getting some valuable experience right now, and they give it to Andalon. He makes a nice spin move. Gets around one of our guys and looks like he's going to pick up, oh, nine on second down. So it's going to be third down and long. Clock moving. 9.20 to go in the ball game. Panthers lead this one big, 77 to nothing. All the experience these kids are getting aren't. It's not in a JV game. It's a true varsity action against varsity players. So, again, the experience they gained tonight is uh, invaluable. Fourth down and short. First down, I think it was Andalon who carried the football, got inside the Panthers' 
45 down to about the 40, looks like the 43-yard line, 42-yard line, first and 10. Clock moving, 8.40 to go. Panthers continue to shuffle in and out players, which is uh, good to see. Back to pass, goes freeze, play action. He threw it, had two receivers open. He kind of threw it in between them. Ken, you know, if, you, if you're Coach Sellers, those are the things that are going to drive you insane because that's, I, I guarantee you, one of those receivers ran the wrong route because you just don't throw a ball like that. Yeah, there was there was two two receivers pretty close together, and that draws defensive people. Makes It makes their job a lot easier. Second and 10. Quick pass out in the flat. And it looks like it's going to be incomplete. It was intended for Coop Copes. Pretty good coverage out there by our cornerback. It's like Corey Spears, a sophomore 5'9", 145-pounder. And it was good coverage. Yeah, Panthers just continue to shuffle guys in and out on on the defensive side of the ball. They're they're putting a player or two in after every play, it seems like. They give it to Andalon. He gets to the outside, gets knocked, hit pretty hard, spins off that one, gets down inside the 30. Downside the 40 to about the 36. Yeah, you know, this is part of the game where coaching staff's all lobbying for their position players and going, man, get him in, get him in, get him in. We want, you know, you want to give every kid an opportunity to play in tonight's ball game. So even if it's one play, you know, it doesn't matter where you're out on the depth chart, uh, your position coach is going to fight for you. Fourth down, three yards to go for Salina. And they give it to Andalon. He's going to be short of the first down. Well, they give him a pretty generous spot. So I think he's going to get the first down. He went down at least a yard short. Yeah, uh, you know, and again. But second are, effort. Yeah, they, it was a great effort. I mean, he you got to give that young man a lot of credit because he looks over at the score. He knows what it is. But you know what? He's, he's still fighting for every ounce of, uh, of yardage he can get. Panthers bring in another guy at this near side corner. It's like Diego Guna, another sophomore. Freeze is still the quarterback. They give it straight ahead. And he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Gets stopped and then spins out of that and picks up about Oh, I'm going to guess three yards on first down. Well, the way the way they're shuffling in players, I'm going to keep my eye on you. I don't want to look out there and see you gone and realize you're in the ball game tonight. <laughs> I brought my shoulder pads and my leather, and my leather <laughs> Your helmet. Leather helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Second and seven. Back to pass. Quick pass out in the flat. Caught. Nice play out there by the cornerback. Looked like it might have been John Ray again. Going to be third down and about probably two yards to go. Panthers lead still 77-0. Salina is definitely threatening. 
Yeah, don't kid yourself. I don't care what unit it is for the Panthers. The defensive unit wants to see a goose egg at the end of tonight's ball game. They're on about the 20, looks like 23-yard line. Again, back to pass. We got a penalty marker. I think Derby started quick from uh, our outside edge. It was before the snap. Ball start on Salina. Ah! Maybe that's why he started. <laughs> you know, they had that. I, I thought it was on us as well. Yeah, but it looked we'll like our it. guy. But maybe there was, you know, at this juncture of the ball game, there's, there, it gets a little sloppy. Third down now and about, oh, I'm going to say six and a half. Again, they give it to Andalon. Makes a nice spin move, gets hit short of the first down. It's going to be fourth and short. Yeah, I, I still, my hat's off to Andalon. This, this kid, uh, he hadn't given up one bit. He's uh, fighting for every yard he can get. Yeah, and he's making a lot of that yardage on second effort. I mean, our kids are hitting him a couple, three yards short of where he ends up. So he's, he's, he's giving it the effort. Fourth down, short. They give it straight ahead. I think he got the first down, Andalon. And it is a first down at about the uh, 22-yard line. Young man's he's got to be – he'll be tired in the morning. He got up a little bit slow, but, again, you're right. I, I'm going to guess that on this drive alone, so many of these yards are extra. But he's going to – He's coming out maybe for a breather or maybe coach says, hey, man, you know, the way you're running the football right now for me, I need you next week. And, and I think that may be the end of the night for Andalon. Well, he's a sophomore, 5'8", 154. Yeah, he's and got a lot of good years ahead of him. Yes, he does. First 10, back to pass. Got a man op open over the middle. Freeze is now throwing it in the end zone, and it's going to be a touchdown. Well, nice catch, too, because the ball looked like it was going to go oh, out of bounds. and I mean, he just went up for it and came down. So nice uh, nice pitch and catch that time by Salinas Sal. Ab absolutely was. 77-6 to six now with the extra point to follow, and they're going to kick it, I think. Having trouble getting their extra point team out there. I think those guys go what? We 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 we're gonna we're gonna kick an extra point. I didn't know we had a touchdown. Two minutes to go in the tonight's ball game. Of course, it's been a running clock for the last I don't know two and two and a half twenty five thirty minutes of the ball game. So that extra point was looks like it was good. So with the clock moving and under two minutes to go in the ball game is now 77 to seven. Seven's wild as far as scoring goes on the scoreboard. And remember, Panther fans, again, you can pick up these broadcasts. Uh, you know, I think usually after about 10 or 11 o'clock, uh, Mark and Christopher have uh, everything available uh, to pick them up on podcasts later on and, you know, listen to it. Uh, Tomorrow, tomorrow night, uh, I think the guys tell us that uh, sometimes people are listening to, you know, a year ago's broadcast, two years ago's broadcast. So it's all archived, so you can listen to what you want. And, uh, again, we appreciate uh, the effort that Mark and Christopher put in uh, on Friday nights to help us out. 
fact, I think those guys the last couple weeks have been, we've kept them on their toes because we've had trouble getting on the air. And those guys are running around. We're running around. And, you know, usually at the end, it's uh, one of the, you know, and I think uh, Christopher says, man, you guys got to just settle down and do things this way. And we're on the air. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to have back deep is Kamari Geddes along with Derek Hubbard. They're standing on about the 15 yard line. Again, I think about all you're going to see is this. Yeah, the clock's moving. There's under 30 seconds left in the ball game. I don't know that Salina's that anxious to kick off, but they do. They kick over our guys' heads. It gets into the end zone. So that should be that should be the ball game. Panthers aren't. I mean, there's only 15, 10 seconds left, and they're not going to get on the field quick enough. So this ball game's going to end up 77 to seven. You know, I got a, I got our offensive unit was just hurrying out there so fast to, to get a play in, and I, I think they just realized, oh man, the clock ran out. So you know, on a, on a ball game that was all Panthers tonight, Doyle. I, you know, we we say it all the time. Who would have thought? And you and I sure as heck wouldn't have thought that it was been this type of blowout. Kevin, I thought we were, had we been able to get a playoff, we would have had a, a another quarterback in, our fifth quarterback in the ballgame. Wow. Uh, I don't know who he is. He yeah. was wearing jersey number nine. And you're still sitting with me, so we know it's not you. No, it's not me. I, I don't think I brought my leather. <laughs> well, probably, Doyle, it was just, uh, as we said, we, we you know, to, to be honest with our fans, you know, I kind of expected a ball game, maybe you win 42 to 14 or something of that nature. But, uh, you know, as we drive home tonight, we're both going to be going, wow, what did we see? We saw an incredibly strong Derby Panther football team tonight, all facets of the game, and probably a slide of South team that's not as bad as the appearance that they showed tonight. Yeah, everything went wrong that could go wrong for those young men tonight from Salina. I mean, everything. The ball never bounced their way. They never got any breaks. It was always, if something happened, it was a bad break for Salina. So, yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. I, I think Salina's a better team than what we've seen tonight. Well, you know what? Sometimes good teams make you look that way. And, and you know, you, Derby has a mystique about them right now. I think everywhere they go, there's there's that mystique. And that that's from winning. I mean, you know, you got to look back. And I think I told Coach Clark his first year or two here, I said, you got to start winning at all levels to, to have a great program. He's done that. I mean, we won at the youth level. We've won in the middle school level. I, I heard him say, uh, I think you asked the question, or, you know, we were talking about it in the interview. Uh, you know, I think our freshmen JV are both undefeated right now. I think a couple of our middle school teams are undefeated. It, it, it just, you know, the success of what Coach Clark brought to the town, the culture is uh, definitely working. Yeah, Panthers go away with a 77 to 7 win and again i i had no idea that that, that was going to be in the evening's ball game results but it was uh and uh you know it, it's it's good for the panthers they go to 3 and 0 we'll travel to hutch it's hutch week next week that we didn't get to play them last year because of covid but uh you know hutch is always if you can't get up for Hutch, you can't get up for anybody. That's kind of what Coach Clark says. Well, so. and that's been that way. You know, I I think back, uh, you know, again, clear back 25, 30, 35 years ago, that's been the scenario. You, you, it's Hutch. And you got to be able to get up for the Salt Hawks. And 
I know you and I will be excited for that game, and that the Derby kids will be excited all week. Well, Panthers win this one 77-7. to We're going to go away for a minute and come back with a post-game wrap-up. This is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. Greg Laurie here. Imagine hearing a great song on the radio, and then you wonder, what did those lyrics mean exactly? Listen, I know people need encouragement, and I want to take them deeper, a greater understanding of the scripture behind these amazing Christian songs. How refreshing would that be? Unpack the lyrics to your favorite songs. Don't miss Refresh with Pastor Greg Laurie. Each weekend, be sure to tune in. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, Sunday nights at 7 on Alive 105. We're going to count them down this weekend. It's another Countdown Spotlight Year featuring the top 25 radio hits from 1991. And that means songs by Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Wayne Watson, Amy Grant, New Song, and many, many others. It's the top 25 radio hits from 1991 this weekend on Streets of... Weekends are special, and we fill them up with your favorite music. Sean Michaels. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown. Streets of Gold is the program we're playing Christian music classics from the 70s and the 80s and even a little bit in the early 90s. I'm your host, Larry Wayne. This is Movement Radio with Transform. Hey, I'm Josh Ashton, host of the Weekend 22. Music that's good for you. Alive 105. We're back in Salina where the Panthers just they went to 3 and 0. They bumped off uh, Salina South by a score of 77 to not, 7, excuse me. It was 77 to nothing for a long time, <laughs> but uh Salina did score late in the ball game. Well, the Panthers were fortunate to to go to the running clock uh, early. Uh, first half, we went to the running clock in the third quarter after a long injury timeout, and you know Doyle it, again. It just was all Derby Panthers tonight in a rout here, seventy-seven to seven, and you know uh, I think we came out of the ball game injury free. We never got a report on the Slina South guy, uh, what went on with him, but uh, again, our our. Our hearts go out. We hope that the young man's okay. Yeah, ab- absolutely right. Uh, the, the, again, uh, Panthers will play at Hutch next week. Uh, it'll be Hutch week. It's a big week for Derby every year against Hutchinson. I, I would say it might be one of the best rivalries that we've had in a long time. So. Oh, no no doubt. As you said just a few minutes ago, if you can't get up for Hutch, you can't get up for about anyone. So Panthers, uh, again, uh, come out uh, – Big on tonight's uh, ball game again. I apologize, we have no stats. Uh, had a computer glitch tonight, and uh, hopefully we have our, our stats back and, uh, and deliver those to you. We know we had a lot of high stats tonight, though. Well, uh, again, Panthers win this one, seventy-seven to nothing. 
Uh, this has been Panther Football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM. Thanks for listening.